Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Wednesday, May 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A mother and her three children were struck and injured in a hit-and-run crash near City Hall in Philadelphia on Tuesday night. Police say the four victims were struck on Broad and Arch Street at approximately 10.15 in the evening. Officials say the mother was transported to Jefferson Hospital where she is uh, fighting for her life. She is suffering from a head trauma and is listed in very critical condition. Uh. Her three children, ages 9, 11, and 15, were also taken to the hospital. They are listed in stable condition. A dark green or gray Jeep Cherokee with front-end damage and no lights fled the scene heading westbound on Arch Street, according to police. Uh, The car was last seen driving at a high rate of speed. Uh, Before the accident, the car was seen driving along JFK in the wrong direction with his headlights off. Uh, If you have seen this vehicle or know of its whereabouts, police urge you to call them immediately. A manhunt is underway still in Philadelphia after two inmates, including an alleged killer, escaped from a correctional center on Sunday night. The escape happened at 8.30 in the evening when the inmates were seen on surveillance footage cutting a hole in a fence at the Philadelphia Industrial Industrial Correctional Center located at 8301 State Road. The union representing Philadelphia correction, Correctional Officers said that armed guards were not manning the exterior of the building where the inmates escaped and that that position had been eliminated due to budget cuts. 18-year-old Amin Hurst was being held on several murder charges and 24-year-old Nasir Grant was being held on narcotics and gun violations. And this is weird, Kathy, because our sister station, Ben, just added a show called Escapee and the Felon. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering... Do you think it's those guys? I, I'm, I, it seems we're kind of weird, doesn't it? Out of the blue. There were, let's, let's not get out in front of ourselves. There were three head counts which took place. Uh, one at 11 p.m. on Sunday, one at 3 a.m. on Monday, and then one at 7 a.m. Monday morning uh, before learning of the escape. It's still unclear how the missing inmates went under the radar. It's, it's, it's funny because there's, there's a big article in the paper about, about all the different... You know, laying out the uh, schematics of the prison and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just a lot of things that had to not go right for them to be able to do this. Well, and they, I mean, at this point, it, it, people are pointing fingers at the staffing shortage. And yeah. that there just wasn't, there, well, there was cut the position. There wasn't guards outside. Outside, yes. You got, and you, well, really, and, outside. Yeah, at least a prison should have case some security, because, right? Case, because I also read that um, the block that they were on wasn't being manned because of staffing shortages. So they literally just walked outside. Okay, so... Whatever happened to the honor system? How about locking the doors? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The locks! <laughs> oh, we have keys for these! Yes. <laughs> Just, you know, blaming anybody, but, you know... Well, listen. What's chan- going on on the on the inside? Chances there. are they also were waiting for the right moment. Yes, yeah, of course. So they, 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 they were they were working on this. That's how we got out. If we yeah. ever saw the movie Victory, yes, right. when Stallone, yep. he know, knew when the guards were coming forward and backwards. Uh-huh. They were doing the during the soccer game. That's right. When asked if she believed someone on her staff aided in the escape or if the, it was a case of negligence, the prison's commissioner, Blanche Carney, said that she'd have to wait for an invi- official investigation to answer that. She also said that she would not be resigning in the wake of the prison break. And she advised that you watch the movie Victory. Yeah. <laughs> and was Blanche the slutty one? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> the Pennsylvania Prison Society has been raising concerns <laughs> has been raising concerns about this prison for years. They are very uh, there are very clear issues with the way the jail is managed. We had ten 
10 deaths in 2022, said Noah Barth of the Pennsylvania Prison Society, who is the prison director for the independent group. He says that he's seen problems here for years. His last inspection of the facility was in the fall. It's got a very bad uh, yell breathing, Kathy. That's why, oh, <laughs> That's why I don't go to it. The staffing shortage and the mismanagement within the Philadelphia jails has manifested in dangerous and deadly manners every day on a daily basis, said Barth. The recent escape points to the lack of monitoring behind the walls. He says staffing is down about 40 percent at the wow. prison. Wow, that's substantial. That's, that's yeah, substantial. That My brother was uh, a corrections officer before he became a police officer. It's it is just a it's a horrible gig, especially. I would you, imagine, yeah, man, and, and you know, he. I guess some people do it because they want to do that type of work, absolutely. And and uh, but that's that seems like a that's a lousy environment to be around. It's a lousy environment, uh, and and there are, there are a lot of people who actually go into it because they want to you know provide some structure, and then and then hopefully yeah. they're going to be a, a you know sort of a step back to society. And, and my brother said that, that kind of gets beaten out of you quickly. Yeah. Mayor Jim Kenney said at a news conference Monday evening that he wants to find out exactly what happened. Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner released a statement saying his office had been in contact with the families and witnesses impacted by the homicides and that their safety is of the highest importance. In the meantime, police officials asked the public to be cautious of these individuals. U.S. Marshals and Philadelphia police have a combined <clears throat> reward of $25,000 for information that leads to the arrest uh, of each escaped inmate will say if you see either of the inmates or know of their whereabouts to call the tip line to one five five four six tips or to call nine one one immediately. Uh, Should you look at them and go, I'm calling the tip <laughs> line. Hey, yeah. hey, hey! I'm calling the tip right line. Here. I got the phone. Um, um by the way, the, what do you think? That's great. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, you know, when you drive down like a uh, ninety five or whatever, there's uh, these FBI most wanted billboards that are up right. there. Right. There's been one guy on there. For like a year, year and yeah, a half, some like, people I'm like, stay on for yeah. years. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm like, they, they still haven't caught that guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, there, there's a statistic about. Uh, well, there actually was an article about multiple statistics about think uh, how many people um, get away with murder. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And there are a lot of crimes that just never go solved. Mm-hmm. It's not for lack of trying, but you're talking about a reduced staff by forty percent. And they're they're not investigating crimes. That's the end of the chain. But still, yeah, this, it's crazy. This dude held on uh, four different murder counts. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's yeah. dangerous. Be careful. Yep. More victims have come forward detailing a package scheme where a criminal opens up a UPS My Choice account in their name, reroutes their packages, and steals them from the UPS access points. Uh, 6 ABC reported this scheme last week. A victim says an unauthorized man picked up her new $1,900 laptop from Roxborough News Shop in Philadelphia after it had been rerouted there. Investigators say the man used a forged notarized letter and fake IDs to pick up the package. It was almost the exact same crime, said uh, Lauren Ingeno, who re- uh, watched the story on Action News last week and realized that the same thing had happened to her. She says that she thought she was being safe by sending her laptop to the suburbs. She sent it to her parents' house in Delaware County because she lives in Philadelphia, and instead she learned that that it had been rerouted to a UPS access point at Michael's in Springfield. According to the staff there, a man picked it up. Do you okay. have the My Choice uh, UPS uh, thing? I signed up for it a do, long time yeah. ago. Yeah, and yeah. it's it works very well. Yeah, Um. So, but speaking of Michael's, I went to Michael's yesterday, something up that was bought online. They didn't check anything. Like, I picked up under my wife's name. And yeah, but you picked I, it up from Michael's, not from UPS, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you said that thing I picked up at Michael's. Uh, oh, you're saying that they're not Michael. even checking. They didn't even check. Um, can I step back a second? What sure. is the My Choice thing? What, so it, it's it? a UPS. You can um, you can have uh, more control over your packages being delivered. If something needs to be signed for, you can say, oh, no need. 
I'm, I'm signing for it right now online. So okay. there are all these different like, advantages to it, and you get a more comprehensive um, layout about the path of your packages and when they're exactly supposed to arrive and things like that. It's just a little extra added thing, okay. but I like it. Okay. And uh, you get the, get the alerts and everything. Springfield Township Police are investigating the crimes. In both cases, the victims say someone opened a UPS My Choice account in their names uh, and reverted the packages. In the weeks prior, both had gotten email alerts that there was suspicious activity on their Microsoft accounts. A third victim says the same thing mm. happened to him in Trap in April. Uh, the victim says he made a report to the Pennsylvania State Police. He says it's vital to pay attention to alerts that insinuate fraud and that victims need to try to gather as much information as possible. Uh, the woman said that she got messages from UPS and Microsoft saying that there's nothing they can do for her. She hasn't been refunded, and she's concerned about her information obviously being out there. UPS is urging any other victims of fraud to contact them. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. The Sixers won game five, beating the Celtics 115 to 103 last night in Boston. Wow. Joel Embiid was the top scorer with 33 points. Tyrese Maxey added 30 points, and the Sixers took a 3-2 lead in the East semifinals. The Sixers can close out the series in advance to the conference finals when they host Game 6 tomorrow night. Tip-off will be at 7.30. In the Western Conference, the Nuggets beat the Phoenix Sun 118-102. to In Denver, the Nuggets lead that series 3-2. Game 6 is tomorrow night in Phoenix. The Phillies beat the Toronto Blue Jays 8-4 last night. <laughs> went three for four with a home run and two RBI to lead the Phils to the win. Aaron Nola allowed two runs on five hits over six innings to win his third first decision. Brandon Marsh had a two-run double in the eighth inning, and Alec Bohm had two hits for the Phils. The quick two-game series wrap. Up the noon, Zach Wheeler will get the start at 4.05. In the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes beat the Devils 6-1 in New Jersey. The Hurricanes lead the series 3-1, and Game 5 is tomorrow night in Raleigh. In Seattle, the Dallas Stars beat the Kraken 6-3. The series is tied at 2, and Game 5 will be in Dallas tomorrow night. And that's what I have for you this morning. During the sportscast, Nick was uh, pulling up the Sixers uh, Instagram account and watching some of the replays. There were some sexy plays in that game last night, man. That Embiid block was just something else. Yeah. Yeah, it just stopped them cold. Amazing. So that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Real, it's very exciting. Yeah. Real quick, two things. Casey, uh, I noticed you were outside. <laughs> the whole game. Okay. And um, <laughs> did you have any? Are you serious? I had my fire pit going. I had the TV set well, up. I smoked a cigar. It looked very relaxing. It was great. And yeah. the game was not that wow. stressful last night. Yeah, it was very relaxing. And they also dominated and were winning the whole game. Yes. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, clearly, victories will come when you're outside. Yeah. So it just yeah. make me. Maintain that. <laughs> Are you going to do that? Well, listen, it was, nice game? it was a nice Are you going to do it for the next game? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, Preston, what's the, what's... Yeah, the answer is yes, he is. What does the weather look like on <laughs> Thursday? Uh, some shine 81. Yeah. Yeah. Be there only because it's really comfortable out there, not because I'm superstitious or anything. <laughs> like that. Right, sure. Guess who's winning? All right, all right. Uh, well, welcome to Wednesday, gang. Uh, let's see what we have going on for today. We're wrapping up a concert cash keyword this week. Friday is the last day, so let's have money. Let's get you those tickets. Uh, Eight and ten a.m. with us on the show. So make sure that you're here, front and center for that. We'll go live on Fox Good Day shortly before eight a.m. Talk to those guys. We also have a couple of uh, high-profile guests on the show. Henry Winkler, 
Always a fantastic conversation. He's great. With Henry Winkler. So we'll talk to Nicest him. Nicest guy. Uh, around 9 o'clock. And then right after we speak, him, Emilio Estevez will be joining us. And he's talking about the film The Way. The last time we had him on the show was here in the studio to talk about that, The Way. And didn't Martin Sheen come here with Martin him? Martin Sheen well? came in here with him. And wow. I saw the movie at that time. And I, I think it is a really good, touching movie. And it's getting a... More robust national release now, and that's what he's talking about. Okay, the re- re-release is coming out this week, so we'll uh, we'll talk to him uh, around nine twenty or so. Uh, and we have a uh, secret text word, ladies and gentlemen. Your chance to win a ninety-minute float session and a thirty-minute sauna session, wow. Alcyon floats. So you can text the word "secret" to three nine three three three. This is a great gift for mom for mother's day it's a gift of relaxation a float and a sauna session it's a pretty sweet deal uh so you can go to halcyonfloats.com that's spelled h-a-l-c-y-o-n floats.com relax recover reset but text word secret to 39333 because you might win before the show is up we're going to take a break we'll be back in a second the entertainment report is on the way with stupid question and other things to give to you then as well so stay with us we'll be right back Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the Stupid Question Prize, we have a pair of tickets for Michelle Wolf. It's great to be here toward Thursday, October 19th at the Fillmore. This question comes courtesy of uh, Liz, who texted or emailed me. Liz Skates, I think is how you say her name. Like that name. And listen to this question. She said, I was watching The Food That Built America. Learn this fun fact. What is the name of the Pringles mascot? Hmm. And it's not Mr. Pringle. That's what uh, Liz thought it was, and it's not. Uh-huh. Hmm. Let's see if you know the answer to that. What's the name of the Pringles mascot? That's a good show. She won 215-263-WMMR. Okay, I'll go through some birthdays while we await your answer. Um, we'll start with the biggie. It's Bono's birthday Whoa! today. Bono has a birthday. He- I have a birthday. I have a birthday. He is celebrating. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he just sits there on the microphone and makes stupid noises? Guess the birthday, guess what? 
to entertain himself? I'm farting on all of you. About a month ago, I had a few cocktails and uh, fell down a YouTube hole of um, of U2 stuff and uh, stumbled across the show at Red Rocks where they do this. Oh. And uh, I think the whole show is available on YouTube. It is. Yeah. And yeah. man, is it fantastic. Okay. These I was rocks think- are red. <laughs> I, saw, I saw one of the videos pop up in my feed, Nick, and I did not click on it. And I thought, you know what? I, I wonder what that whole show yeah. was like. It's and pretty I, badass. Because I remember MTV would run the videos for this song. It was yeah. great. Uh, them live at Red Rocks, and it was awesome, man. They end the show with 40, and you know, that everybody's left on the stage, and then uh, Larry Mullen's the only one left. It's really great. Yeah. Happy, Where did everyone go? Happy 63rd birthday to Bono. And then we'll go to the opposite end. We'll go to a real evil person, Mark David Chapman. Uh, shot that guy. Killed John Lennon. Boo! Uh, I have no use for him. Wait, do that one more time. Boo. Now that whatever happened to our crowd reactions that we got from the camp out for I have hunger? No idea. I think we had a boo from that day. Yeah, that we great. never have used any. Oh of my those. god, that's none right. of them. Oh, okay, <laughs> we did all of those and we didn't yeah, use any. That's right. We'll give them a little break, uh, you know, from when it happened because it was in what uh, November. So yeah, yeah. Right, and I think it's time. It's time now. It's time. We can I use have them. a canned audience boo that I don't think we've ever used. Oh! That's the same, same one Casey just played. Yeah. 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 Three, right. two, one. Oh, wow, we nailed it. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Mark <laughs> David Chapman is 68 years old. Uh, ah, Steve. It's Dave Mason's birthday. Ah. Yes. Uh, he no. turns oh, don't 77. Play this for Dave Mason. He's from traffic, but we need to, um, we just disagree. That's our two. There ain't no bad. There's only you and me and we just disagree. Save that repair. Save that repair. So we had him on. I didn't write the song. He didn't write this song. <laughs> what? He didn't want to talk about the song. Oh. And we're just like, well, we really like that song. <laughs> That's the only thing we like about you. But yeah, he was in traffic. traffic. Yeah, Casey, yeah. Casey played some traffic at the top there. And this is actually my favorite opening. To uh, any um, Mono movie, yep. yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty Although, awesome. The opening this time with Guardians Three, they used the um, acoustic version of Creep. Yep, James Gunn really employs music to great effect in any of the things that he does. Mm-hmm. Great song, just a great song. And Dave Mason um, writes as well. So now, yeah. so uh, wonderful. We're celebrating Dave Mason with songs that Dave Mason didn't write. We're showing up his favorite. <laughs> F you, Dave Mason. He's 77 today. Uh, Linda Evangelista, the huh? model. Supermodel, yes. Yep, supermodel. She falls in that club. She was in uh, Freedom 90. The I believe so, yeah. George Michael video, yeah. Yeah. She's 58 today. Was she the one that uh, said they messed up her face yes. really bad? Yeah. Yes. She and just did we a saw modeling her, gig. We saw her and we're like, they didn't mess up your face that bad. She just did a modeling gig. And so I guess she feels good or confident sure. or, or whatever. But yeah, she's getting back into it. I think... She, you know, it, it, it's not as when you make your livelihood off of the way you look. Any little thing that's going to sure. throw it off is going to yeah. be devastating. But she's still a, a lovely woman. She's a lovely gal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also the great Donovan's birthday today. Yes. 
They call me man. We were talking about him not that long ago. Hurdy Gurdy Man. That's right. Yeah. We figured out what a Hurdy Gurdy was. That's we were also right. talking about Mellow Yellow a couple of days ago as well. You're right. It was uh, <laughs> a Donovan Week. We used a stupid, as a stupid question. Yep. Yesterday, I think. Is that what it was? Just okay. mad about Fontaine. Farting. Fontaine. Is that what he said? Oh, I thought oh, he said, I'm just mad about Fontaine. <laughs> I'm just mad about Fontaine. <laughs> Donovan, this new song will you embrace Fontaine. <laughs> Love it. Holy Christ! Look at the picture of. Yeah, he's very old. He's, old. he's an older he man. He looks like now. an old wizard. Uh, he is seventy-seven. But I tell you what, when he was at the, when he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he gave a he gave a great speech. Uh, it was he was very light and fun. It wasn't you know I wasn't sure how he was going to be, but he seemed like he seemed like a lovely English man. And my career got to off to a great start with my farting song. <laughs> he looked like he crawled out of the shower. <laughs> I'm 1,500 years old. Your yellow has mellowed and now it's rotting. <laughs> Your mellow is yellow. <laughs> uh, Donovan turned 77 today. Uh, Keenan Thompson's birthday is today. Super talented. Saturday Night Live. Longest running cast yeah. Yeah. ever. Show history. Wow. Uh, he turns 45 years old. Why do you think he's been on for his long? You know, you see people come and go. He has other, like, He's things. smart. Yeah. He, he, no, um, he's, he stays with it. And they consider him, and I, I was reading, you know, we're perpetually fascinated about SNL, and so anything that I see, I, I read about it. But the writers all consider him the, the safety hash. That okay. if a bit is going south, you put him in it, right. and he can pull it out. They kind of, uh, who was the other guy that had a long, long run as well? Same thing with him. Tracy? He used to do the Clinton uh, for the longest time. Phil Hartman? No. Like Daryl Hammond? Daryl Hammond. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had a long, long run as well, and he seemed, he was a, kind of a go-to. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a um, a standard who you, you could count on being good in every bit. Uh, so he is 45 years old today. And then uh, the last birthday is o- Ad- Odette Annabelle. Annabelle. Uh, Annabelle. Yes. Annabelle. She, in the, the movie Cloverfield, she played uh, Beth, the really attractive one. She's gorgeous. Yes. Uh, I follow her and her husband on Instagram. They're both impossibly good looking. Her husband is Dave <clears throat> Annabelle. Right. Check out the big brain on Brad. Sorry, wrong button. <laughs> Annabelle. Thank you. <laughs> That's right next to Annabelle. Yeah. Brad is her Brad son. And Annabelle. Yeah. Uh, and she was on Supergirl as a villain for a while. Yeah, so she turns 38 years old today. So happy birthday, Odette. Annabelle. Thank you. All right, let's see if we can get an answer <laughs> to the stupid question this morning. What is the name of the Pringles mascot, that dude? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to uh, Jules. Hey, Jules, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Oh, that's okay. all right, Jules. Brain on bread. No, it's Jules. That's uh, Jules. Jules. Oh, you're right. His name is Jules in the movie. Mm-hmm. Check out the big brain on bread. All right, Jules. What is the name of the Pringles mascot, please? His name is Julius Pringle. Julius, Julius Pringle. Pringle. Yep, I didn't know that. <laughs> Hang on, Jules. Uh, you got yourself a pair. Take a seat, Michelle Wolf, who's going to be performing It's the Great to Be Here Tour Thursday, October 19th at the Fillmore in Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale now. WMMR.com for complete details. All right, a lot of stuff to unpack here. Uh, Robert De Niro has six children with three different partners and four grandchildren. His oldest is Drina, whom he adopted 
when he married her mother, uh, Diane Abbott, in 1976. You um, sick son of a bitch. <laughs> and uh, together they welcomed their son, uh, Raphael, in November 1976 after divorcing Abbott. Uh, he had twin boys, Julian and Aaron, in 1995 with his then-girlfriend, Tukey Smith, whom he split with in 1996. Tukey. The actor then married Grace Hightower the following year, and they shared on it and their daughter, Helen. And Robert is not much for fanfare, but while he was discussing his new movie about my father with E.T. Canada, the interviewer mentioned... You having a good day, eh? The 79-year-old was a father of six. He asserted... Seven, actually. I just had a baby. He, what the hell are you doing? He's 79. Seven, wow. 79. Yes. Wow. Uh, it's unbelievable. So, the, you know, he's he gets very um, combative with the press when he's out and about. And so there's a picture of him, Preston, running out of his, I guess, the brownstone or whatever, with the classic newspaper up to the side of the face and darting into his limo. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, listen, it slipped. I don't know if he wants to address it. He's kind of private. Uh, so, Who's Charlie? Where is he? Oh. Is it Charlie? That'd be great if his name was Charlie. Charlie, yeah. His yeah. name was Charlie. Uh, so he said uh, he shared that he doesn't like being stern with his children, but sometimes finds that he has no choice, adding, you always want to do the right thing by your children and give them the benefit of the doubt, but sometimes you can't. Now that his second youngest is 11, uh, De Niro stated, Helen, she gives me uh, some grief sometimes, and I argue with her. I adore her, but, you know... And my youngest now, that will be more to come, but that's what it is. So I don't know how old the seventh child is, when they had the baby, any of that stuff. Uh, By the way, he didn't name the mother of his newborn. He has been linked to a woman named Tiffany Chen since 2021. The two were seen holding hands and sharing a kiss in the south of France. They met on the set of the movie The Intern in 2015. Mm -hmm. Where... Where the martial artist played a Tai Chi instructor. And I know that movie well. That's at the very, very end of the movie. Uh, the couple was most recently seen in April, leaving a restaurant in Los Angeles as it looked as if Chen had a baby bump. And it looks like congratulations are in order for De Niro and the new mother of his child. 79. Yeah. Wow. 79. Yeah. And just had a kid. The, the, a the baby. I, I think the oldest I remember of any celebrity was it uh, Tony Randall? I think Tony Randall. Mm. Yeah. Right? I think you're right. Was it his, like his 80s? Same way. Yeah. yeah. That's just... Man. They're not doing anything at that point. They're just humping. That's all... No, I mean, that's all on the mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. being a parent? Yeah. Well, when you have to change diapers for both of them, very it's a little, little bit of a problem. Well, yeah, at 80, well. you're not running around the park with your kid. I want you right. to change my diaper. Right. Yeah, so interesting. Wow. Uh, Jonathan Majors made a court appearance via Zoom on Tuesday in his ongoing domestic violence case. Uh, the judge discussed a motion filed by the Creed Three Actors defense team, stating that the prosecution has until May 23rd to respond. The defense will have until May 31st to respond back. Uh, Major's lawyer, uh, Priya Chaudhry, issued a statement following a brief session in which she called the trial a witch hunt, referring to Major's as a black man weighing 200 pounds. She claimed the case is affected by racial bias that permeates the criminal justice system. His next court date is scheduled for June 13th. Uh, the judge told the actor that if he does not appear in person, a warrant for his arrest could be issued within 48 hours. There are rumors that the the villain in the Guardians movie, the high evolutionary, the actor who's playing that, might be asked to play Kang. Okay. All right, so Steve, I've seen a whole bunch of clickbait uh, headlines saying yeah. that Marvel has made a decision about Kang, but I they haven't, haven't seen right? it. No, okay, I, haven't. Right. I think they're they're trying to see what goes on with this the um, trial. Yeah, you know what? It's um. <clears throat> Sometimes they've reacted very quickly in the past, and I think they've learned also that 
let it breathe a little bit, yeah. see what comes out. I mean, they fired James Gunn a few years right. ago, and, and now then, he's yeah. back. And they brought him back. And now right. he's with DC. <laughs> yeah. More uh, MCU stuff. In a recent interview with Variety, Scarlett Johansson said that she and Chris Evans visited Jeremy Renner following his tragic snowplow accident on New Year's Day. She said, I was honestly so effing happy to see him. I didn't know if I was ever going to see him again. To not see him again, but to see him thriving and in such an amazing space. To not only see him again, I'm sorry. That's great. see him thriving in such an amazing space mentally. Uh, Evans added that uh, there were no tears at all. A lot of laughs and smiles and hugs. Leave it to Jeremy to take something this potentially tragic and turn it into something so inspiring. <laughs> What's your sister's name? Is it Jeremy? What do we say? Jennifer. 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 Yes. <laughs> yes. Did that? That was my flub yesterday. <laughs> None so far today. Uh, Tom Hanks spoke with the BBC in an interview published on Monday about his debut novel called "The Making of Another Major Motion Picture Masterpiece." Uh, the book centers on the production of a big superhero movie, and one of the main characters is an egotistical actor who makes things difficult on the set. And Hanks said, I have pulled every single one of those moments of behavior myself on a set. He said, not everybody is at their best every single day on a motion picture set. I've had tough days trying to be a professional when my life has been falling apart in more ways than one. And the requirement for me that day is to be funny, charming, and loving. And it is the last way that I feel. I, you, you find it hard to believe. I'm sure he's right. I'm sure he's had moments where he's been, you know, uh, combative or, or whatever. But right. he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would do that. Yeah. The, the angriest I've ever seen him is when paparazzi were... Get, yeah, ganging up on him and, and knocked his uh, Rita. Knocked Rita. Like Rita yeah. makes a hell of a couscous. But he flipped out. He snapped yeah. at him. He's like, what yeah. the hell are you doing? Right. You know, I mean, he's like really yeah. went at him. He was just, you know, protecting his wife. But obviously. even that wasn't even that bad. It wasn't that right. bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think one person was like, wow, man, he really Reed, you would have falcon punched him. I would have yeah. beat the ass out of that little prick. Yeah. I, I will say, Shut though. the cab right up your ass. I did start watching Man Called Auto. I cannot get into it. No, oh, it's a no, no. You Preston know, it says so, he likes it. I, I know, like but I, so I, I got to the part where they're starting to. Um, you know, you'd like Natalie and Brulia, right? But <laughs> I'm trying to get. Uh, I got to the part where they're giving you a little bit more of his backstory to kind of make you understand why he is the way he is. Okay. I just cannot stand people that are like that, you know? Angry just, people. Curmudgeon? Angry people that are just looking for well, something to be pissed off What if at? they have yeah. an epiphany and there's a turnaround? Uh, and and, they, you have, and you that's to... what's happening. That's okay. what's happening. The neighbors just came in. and So have you figured out it, why it, he's so angry? Yeah. You know? Uh, don't say anything. Well, no. Don't. We haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Um, I didn't, I just does didn't it have to do with Natalie and Bruno? It does not. No. I didn't know how far into the movie you made it. Yeah, it's pretty deep in before you really find out oh, what well, really the, yeah. what what really pushed him over the edge. Okay, because it's almost near the end. Did you like the movie um, El Camino? Yeah. Not El Camino, the, the Clint Eastwood one. What was that called? Um, El, oh, El, El, um, oh no 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 no. It's L. Ron the, Hubbard. L. Ron no, Hubbard. It's the car. It's a Grand Torino. Grand Torino. El Torino. So he um, um, he starts off. As yeah, this yeah. guy has got his admitted big character flaws. Yeah. Did yeah. You, Did you like that? Because he has. A change of heart and an epiphany. Yeah, well, I was distracted by the bad acting in that movie more so than anything else. So, no, I didn't okay. care for it. Well, anyhow, <laughs> Casey doesn't like those kind of movies. Listen, I have another Tom Hanks thing. Uh, he had talked about the... <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, he spoke with Gail King about the Writers Guild of America strike while promoting his new book. What did he uh, say, Preston? He said the entire industry is at a crossroads. 
and everybody knows it. Uh, he said the financial motor has to be completely redefined, and there's some degree of pie here that is going to have to be equitably distributed by the people who are responsible for the content. I love pie. Not the folks who make the deals for the content. The you folks who actually make it. It's a Boston cream. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a sucker. I will drop trout. Pretty lovely. I'm it, Reg. That's more of a cake, though, don't you think? Cream fan as well. You, 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 you don't like Clint Eastwood movies. I could, uh, yeah. Not even word one about Natalie and Brulia. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we connect on this. I love that Natalie Imbruglia's name was uttered on our There's show. There's a picture of her on the screen here, Preston. You love the guy. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. Oh, she wow. was uh, married to the uh, lead singer of Silverchair. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Started off in the soaps in Australia. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Bachelor Nation news. Oh. Yeah! All right. Wait, so, what happened? Well, I noticed this story. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serena, Serene, no, Serene Russell. Serene? Three. <laughs> Serene Russell. I thought it was thought it was Serena. It's Serene, and uh, I love you. And Brandon Jones. I love me. We're once a Bachelor Nation favorite, but now love us. they're going their separate ways. Uh-huh. I don't love us. Uh, one, on Monday, the Bachelor in Paradise stars announced that they are ending their engagement. It's with heavy hearts we uh, make this announcement. They wrote in a joint statement on Instagram. After, oh, he, he watched her write it. After many months today, we have ultimately decided to end our engagement. We have tried to work privately on our relationship, but have been incredibly, it has been incredibly challenging in the public eye. Uh, this is, uh, I've noticed lately that uh, former bachelorettes and bachelors end up looking better the further they get away from the show. Oh. For some reason, uh, they, they age better. Uh, they said this has been immensely hard to accept and painful as there's a lot of love between the two of us. No, there isn't love. <laughs> uh, so that's their joint statement, but they're How? breaking up. Okay, I ask this question all the time because it's been on for, it, it, they've had so many variations on it. How many seasons of The Bachelor does it say? Of the uh, Bachelorette, six and twenty-seven. It's no, I, th- I think it was. I think it was like thirty-seven or something. It's insane. Like that. Yeah, so it's it's crazy. These are the latest rumors, right? That uh, the the former host, uh, with, um, Chris Harrison, that he'd be coming back. Oh, I'm oh. back, baby. <laughs> Did not know that. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I'm back, baby. <laughs> All right, so Steve uh, Steve sent this story over to me. 36 years after MTV News was created to expand the stable of programming that defined the cable channel MTV, it is no more. MTV News was shuttered this week as part of a larger layoffs that's taking place at parent company Paramount Global. And so this is the intro. MTV News. You hear it. First, Uh, What launched as a single show in 1987, The Weekend Rock, led by correspondent Kurt Loder, eventually became a bona fide news outlet for Gen X and older millennials who found that traditional TV programming on the broadcast networks and CNN wasn't cutting it. Correspondents like Loder, Tabitha Soren, Su Chin Pak, uh, Gideon Yago, Allison Stewart, and others covered music, politics, and other topics with an eye toward the younger generation that was turned to MTV rather than the network evening newscast. You know, when it first debuted, it was kind of uh, derided. And, and looking back and looking at some of the clips, they did a pretty good job. It was uh, it was well done. I agree. I had no idea it was even still around. I haven't watched no, MTV. No, MTV is barely around. In ages, but I was sad to see this because yeah. this was... I, I watched MTV News. I, did, I absolutely did. Kurt Lauder seemed to be 111 when it started, <laughs> and, and but he, he was good. He, was, he gave Gave that uh, the stamp of of uh, 
of, of real, at least, journalism yeah. credibility. Yeah. Uh, on the way, MTV News created some pop culture moments itself, perhaps no bigger than in 1994 when President Clinton appeared on MTV's Enough is Enough, a town hall addressing violence in America. Love that chicken, the white steak video. Uh, they subsequently held town halls with Barack Obama, John McCain, Bill Gates, and others. Uh, coverage of topics like sexual health, the Iraq War, uh, devastating natural disasters, earned the news division and its correspondence Emmys and Peabody Awards. How about that? While it continued to deliver news and criticism of music and pop culture. Uh, it was already significantly reduced in size back in 2017 when it largely abandoned a strategy to take on outlets like BuzzFeed and Vice with a team of digital journalists. Uh, the company said at the time that it would refocus on short-form content and video in a return to its roots. Uh, the most recent iteration focused on entertainment and pop culture news and criticism. Uh, it was a fictional segment. Most recent, The most recent uh, iteration of it was a fictional segment meant as an ad to tee up the new season of the Showtime series Yellow Jackets, and Loader himself played his part <laughs> uh, at the MTV News desk reporting on the missing soccer team whose, quote, whereabouts are still unknown. Uh, so they have officially... Ended it. MTV there you go. News is over. I was a little sad to see that. There was a time when MTV was the pop culture driver. I mean, yeah. they were all over everything. And it, yep. I mean, the, the 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 movie awards were. You know, obviously they did a sort of a hybrid version. Yeah. But they don't even register that much anymore. So I was sad to that, see that, but I was happy to see a couple of other things. Uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan will return for a fourth and final oh, season, and they yeah. have a date. Nice. It will be in June. Amazon announced in a press release that season four. The political action thriller series will premiere June thirtieth. It's a great show. Oh, it's so good. I, I, the quality this, is terrific, and it's every season has been solid so far. And uh, Steve, this last season was my favorite. I, yeah. I thought that like Uh-oh. I was afraid that it was going to um, fall off a little bit, and yeah. I, I, it did not at all. At least in my it's humble opinion. Funny, I saw John Krasinski made this announcement. I don't remember if I saw it on Twitter, or Instagram last night, but I was like, oh crap, I forgot about this season. And so after the uh, Sixers game last night, I was like, all right, well, i got to finish this one now. So I, I restarted. I, well, I restarted it, but um, I couldn't remember where I left off. So I was like, all right, I just, might as well start from the beginning. So season four, we'll see Ryan take on his most dangerous mission yet, facing an enemy both foreign and domestic. Uh, Wendell Pierce, who we spoke to a while back, was cool. Very cool. Uh, is in it still Michael Kelly, Betty Gabriel, Casey, the return of Abby Cornish. Hey! Who we loved in the first season. Yeah. She yeah. is also uh, going to be starring. She's Australian, I found out. I did not know that. Oh, I thought she was British. Also, Michael Pena and uh, Luis Ozawa will join the cast for season four. And for those of you who are Stephen King readers like myself, I was so delighted to see this yesterday. Tom Hiddleston and Mark Hamill are set to star in a new film adaptation of Stephen King's The Life of Chuck. So this is a short story. It's in a book called If It Bleeds. I read the book twice, and mainly because I liked The Life of Chuck. Okay. This whole thing. It's a three-part story that jumps around uh, timeline-wise. Are there genre elements in it? Yeah, very All much right. so. There's a, like the, the, the first part you're going, I have no idea what this is. This doesn't make any sense to me. Tell Chuck to shut up. <laughs> Bill telling Chuck to shut up. But I actually told Chuck D'Amico about it. I'm like, dude, your name's Chuck. You yeah. should read this story. It's really, really good. The adaptation will come from director Mike Flanagan, who did The Haunting of Hill House and Dr. Sleep. Very nice. And will write and produce the upcoming project alongside Trevor Macy. Um, and according to Deadline, the script for the series has been in the works for several months. Hiddleston will play the lead role of Charles Krantz, with Hamill playing uh, Albie, uh, who I believe is his grandfather. Uh, Deadline source notes that the film will draw tonally 
from classics like Stand By Me, The Shawshank Redemption, and The Green Mile. And it's a good pedigree. Absolutely. So I'm very happy to pass that news along. And you know, you, yes, just make it good. The, the, you, um, I, yeah. The Shining, I, I watched I watched a little bit of the first uh, episode, the remake, or the, the you know, the new version. I was not, uh, I was not, uh, not the, not the stand. I'm sorry. Oh, the yeah, stand. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I guess it, it depends on who's helming it. So, yeah. like, Dr. Sleep, I thought that was pretty good. No, it was. And so, uh, the fact that uh, the guy behind that is doing this, uh, that's, uh, that bodes well. And, and you know, obviously, uh, those three that I mentioned, Chalkshank, Redemption, Green Mile, Stand By Me, were all yeah, wonderful. Good stuff. So, they can be done right, and hopefully they can do it right. All right, uh, Morgan News, Variety reports that uh, Beetlejuice 2 will hit theaters September 6th, 2024. So there is an official date on this. And the casting looks great. Michael Keaton set to reprise yeah. his role as Beetlejuice. Winona Ryder. Renite, Renona Ryder. <laughs> Renona. Will return as Lydia Dietz. And Jenna Ortega and Justin Theroux will be starring in the film as well. So Jenna Ortega is going to be, obviously, this, uh, the, the daughter of Winona Ryder. Yes. It's got to be. Perfect. Uh, so I wonder how many more Wednesday-ish roles they're going to push her way. She needs to yeah. stay away from those yeah. if possible. This, or she'll get typed. Branch yes. out. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, last bit of news, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Pedro Pascal is set to star in the forthcoming film called Weapons. Uh, the movie, which comes from the creators of the horror film Barbarian, oh, has been good movie. described as an uh, interrelated, multi-store horror epic that is totally in the vein of Magnolia. Magnolia? Yeah. Uh, so that should be interesting. I don't um, see how you get Magnolia to Barbarian, but let's see what they do. Well, maybe it's like a multi-story okay. uh, you know, uh, arc of, of several different... Barnolia. Uh, kind of like, uh, they're, you know... Like Love Actually has uh, stories yeah. that thread through each other. in the right same now. environment. Um, Steve, what is Barbarian about? Uh, it is a horror movie that takes you... Um, so it involves a house. It involves a basement. It involves a, a big plot turn that you don't see coming. Okay. And uh, it's really good. I don't want to give any bit of it away. Yeah, okay. take a journey you... on your own. Right. All right, you've seen it too? Yeah, I did. Okay. And, uh, on Steve's recommendation. And, and he, like, yeah, you're right. Like, you don't want to give away too much. Yeah, you need, you need to be... I don't want to say suckered by the plot, but it it, right. it does things to sort of throw you off the scent, and it does a great job. Anybody that I know, in it? you would know uh, uh, from uh, it, Skarsgård. The, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, he's Bill Skarsgård. Right, uh, Justin Long's in it. Biff Skarsgård and Skarsgard. Justin Long and the actress. I didn't know, but she was great. Okay, all right. Uh, we're ready for clips now. Crater is the new Disney film that follows a group of teenagers growing up and exploring the universe. Mm. And in this clip star, McKenna Grace. I love her. Talks about one of her worst adventures. Here we go. I went to a party with a... I thought that it was going to be, like, fine if I showed up in my Taylor Swift cardigan and I had, like, this big lime green slimer from Ghostbusters purse. And then I showed up and it was black tie. And it was, like, a bunch of very well-known people and I felt nervous and then I didn't talk to anyone and I was the youngest person and I just felt like super embarrassed. Shut the f*** up, huh? <laughs> she is one of the best, when she was a little kid, one of the best little kid actors I've ever seen. She's terrific. The movie called Gifted yeah. with Chris Evans. And she's also the, um, she's the young, um... Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. And she's in uh, Handmaid's Tale too, which is pretty wild. Crater is streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Here's the next clip. 
Class of 09 follows the story of a group of FBI agents who graduated from Quantico. And here's star Kate Mara talks about what she enjoyed most about filming. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. I love the past. <laughs> oh, okay. What okay. The what the hell was that? Tonight at 7 o'clock. 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 I love the past. <laughs> Wait, is that in the clip? Yes, the clip. Yes. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. What is that Wait. show on? Tonight at 8 o'clock. Tonight at 8 o'clock. Was that code for, is some, did you just put something into action, oh Preston? God. Tonight at 7 o'clock, tonight at 7 o'clock. I love the past stuff because I've always been really interested in how. We go down to Washington where a missile defense system has just been engaged. Tonight at 7 o'clock, tonight at 7 o'clock. I love the past stuff. It became in one of the audio clips on the Preston and Steve show. Tonight at 7 o'clock, tonight at 7 o'clock. The repetition of tonight at 7 o'clock apparently activated it. <laughs> a little worried. Tonight is 7 o'clock. Tonight is 7 o'clock. Tonight is 7 o'clock. That's me, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Tonight is 7 o'clock. Tonight is 7 o'clock. <laughs> tonight is 7 o'clock. 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 The discs are lowering back into the silo. Whatever happened has been corrected. <laughs> I have no idea why that would be on the... Oh, Marissa might know. Hang on. All right. So my computer is so sticky. Everything around here, it's just sprayed somebody, whatever. So I was cleaning it. And I guess when I was cleaning my Voxper board, that is the clip that copied and pasted. Oh, okay. And I'm pretty sure that I had done it after I sent the clips over, but I guess not. And I have no idea how it was just that little sliver, but I'm glad that this just happened. It's very funny. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Is there anything happening tonight at 7 o'clock? Jeopardy! Jeopardy! Jeopardy. Pretty exciting. All right. When is that on again? Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Thank you. Okay. Couldn't remember. Here's Kate Mara. I love the past stuff because (laughs) I've always been really interested in how um, FBI agents actually become agents and like what they have to go through Monaco. Those stories are are the most interesting to me. Um, So I I always loved it when we had scenes to do um, in that world. You suck my (laughs) and shut the up. Wow, he's upset. Uh, Class of 09 is available today. What is that on again, Preston? On Hulu. It's on tonight at 7 (laughs) o'clock from what I hear. All right. Uh, That's it. It's going to be an interesting morning, I can tell already. Yeah. Uh, for the entertainment report, uh, we have a lot going on. We have a secret text word, so we have a chance to win a, a 90 minute house on floats and a 30 minute sauna session. You can give that to mom, you can keep it for yourself too, whatever you want to do, but it's a great gift for mom. Text the word secret 239333. You might win later on. Henry Winkler will be joining us. Emilio Estevez will be on the program as well. And MMR's concert cash is coming up too. We'll be right back, so hang out. WMMR presents the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 16th, two locations. In Oaks at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center or South Philly at the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Sign up now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt, a window nation tote bag, ever fresh juice, and our sincere thanks for making a real difference in our community. Appointments are required, so secure your preferred time today at WMMR.com. The 18th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. We had some sad news uh, we saw today. Uh, a friend of the show, 100-year-old World War II veteran, when she passed away, uh, he's the guy who can play harmonica. 
Camp up for hunger here in the studio. Just wore a his, lovely guy. Wore his original uniform. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing. Wear, wear the the uniform all over. Um, she said, um, uh, he, Roland enjoyed life to the fullest with his harmonica in hand. He spread sunshine and love to everyone he would meet. Uh, he loved our country and would play God Bless America at uh, many events across Philadelphia and beyond. We we were lucky enough to know him. His, uh, and I, I noted uh, he adored his wife and uh, to know that they're together. You know, is, is wonderful, and and uh, he would speak when he'd talk about her. Uh, it was so beautiful to, uh, yeah. You know, it was it was like they were back dating. You know, years ago, it never left him. I remember the story. They they met on a bus or yeah. something like that, or on a on a streetcar or something along those lines. And uh, you know, it was a really sweet story. Yeah. So. yeah. Sad news, but uh, but we were you know we were fortunate enough to have him in our life for a little while. Which Great is guy, a wonderful yeah. thing. Um, we had a, we had a story earlier this morning, and you know he lived to be a hundred years old, yeah. and stayed vibrant and active all uh, through that time, which is fantastic. We can all only hope for something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Robert De Niro, <laughs> who's seventy nine years old and just cranked out his seventh kid. Seventh kid. We don't quite know who the woman is, but seventy nine years old. Yeah. And has a baby. Yeah. So I don't know how old the baby is when they have the this. The baby is 41. Oh, my God. No. So the, he, had, he had mentioned in a, uh, in a uh, an interview he was doing, they said, you know, you have six children. He goes, no, I actually have seven. It, it seems he like said, it slipped, right? I just had a baby, he said. So uh, I think that's pretty wild. Did you, now, 79 years old and having having a baby... Listen, it's great that you're bringing a life into the world. Sure. And, and, uh, and it came and out of a place of love. All of that. But maybe. What, maybe. Kind, what kind of a parent can you expect to be at 79 years old? You're basically a, you're a grandparent. You're, you're, you're I mean. Great grandparent. Y- yeah. Really? Yeah. At that age? Maybe fair to Midland grandparent. I mean, because I remember when I was a little kid, my, my grandmother, and I was probably, I don't know, six or seven years old. My grandmother was in her, you know, early 90s. That might, I'm sorry, my great-grandmother yeah. was in her early 90s. He's, he's approaching great-grandfather age uh, with, a, with a child that young. Did you guys know anyone who had significantly older parents yeah, yeah. i did too my friend tom uh his parents were how old way older i i couldn't tell you because my my sense of uh of age recognition at that time as a teenager was you know they, everybody was older but they they were a lot older so they had to have been at that time when my parents were in their 40s his parents had to have been in their late 60s or something like that. So a friend right. of mine, his... Now, we were kid kids. I'm going to say we were like 9 or 10, you know. And I remember um, his father was in his early 60s. And the mother was like half that age. Yeah. So, right. uh, and uh, the... he, I mean, and he was out of shape. He was just not... He, he was never... <laughs> he would sit at the table... Read the paper and have a. I always saw him the same way with never did anything. Yeah, I could like yeah. Tom's parents. I did not relate to yeah. them yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. Like right. some of my friends' parents. Yeah, talk to them, and uh, it's still awkward teenage stuff. But this was like not even like not nothing. Right, you know. Yeah, there are a few different factors going in here. Like a. Uh, people looked older than they were, uh, you know, back in the day. So, you know, you have that, like, the Wilford Brindley thing where, like, he was sure. he was 50 when he was in Cocoon, but he looked like he was 80. Right. Um, so I have a friend who, you know what, I, I feel like his parents were way older, but I don't know. It might like, be a misperception. It, it might be a misperception. When you're a kid, you see everybody's a thousand years old. But, right. I mean, at this point, and the classic thing is, 
Now, he's got money. He's set. He's okay. Yeah. But <laughs> when the kid's doing those 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 <gasps> moments that you go through, you know, your first base. Remember when we Larry were, King. Larry King. Steve and I Perfect met Larry example. King. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, he's bent over. He's elderly. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's very frail. He's a bone with hair on it. And we're talking to him. He's like, yeah, I got to go to my kid's uh, little league game today. We were like, what? Wow. <laughs> his, his, his yeah. child's little league. I got to leave. It's T-ball, I think it was. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be curious to talk to some people who have had significantly older uh Parents, yeah, and see what that's like. Is it, I mean, normal to you, probably. You know, yeah. Two one five two six three WMMR. That's the number. The other aspect is uh, sometimes the quote unquote parents are actually the grandparents, and yes, you know, and yeah, yeah. I have a friend who thought she had a sister, yeah, uh, and turns out she was uh, the aunt to that person, right? Yeah, and her parents. Uh, were actually the grandparents. <laughs> really? Yeah. Holy okay. hell. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of cases, I mean, sadly, uh, you know, because of a lot of drug deaths and things like that. Yeah. Kids are being raised by their grandparents. But there was another um, family that I, I, I knew growing up where uh, I, I just, and I, I want to be as nice as possible here. Hated but no, <laughs> no, no, no. I just couldn't figure out how, why, when, where this relationship existed because the dad yeah i listen maybe he was filthy rich tons of money but you know they lived in like a normal looking house but like the the, the dad yes um was unattractive looked like uh the doctor from uh cannonball run okay. yeah and the mom was like a like a swimsuit model yes. and like i I couldn't, you know. I'm that like, was my. my I'm was, like, how does this? Wait, a, what is going on? That's here? my. That's my. That was my friend. Uh-huh. His father was a was a blob, mm-hmm. and the mother was like Milfy. And though the kids thought she was great, it wasn't even Milfy. It right. was like because we were at the pool. I was like, oh, yeah, she is just. Like at, she's a ten. Yeah. I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't. You know, and still, even to this day, just like I hadn't thought about that whole family. Stacy's mom. <laughs> the other thing that I'm always curious about too is that what it does to the siblings, you know, yeah. or, or or half siblings, because uh, you know, I just looked up Larry King. The first child that he had was born in 1961. The last child that he had was born in 2000, which means that the first child was 39 years older than yeah. his or her brother or sister. Hey, Larry. Oh, uh, you got some help there. Uh, I know. Yeah, I mean, but like. Yeah, it's just got to be strange to be have a, a sibling be that much younger than you. I know you're going to get bumped out of the the will, or uh, something's going to happen. Play the weird ones are always when your unc- the uncle is younger than the nephew. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Mick Jagger, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, I have a friend who is. I think she's probably about. She's young, maybe. 25, something like that, and um, her dad just had a baby, and I can already see it. There's not really going to be much of a relationship. Really? And I think it depends on the family. You know, I think if, you know, if they were, maybe she was still living at home or something like that, but I don't, like, she's just kind of like, yeah, it's another kid in the family. It's not like they're going to have some, you know, sister relationship. So do you think it F's up? Because it's almost always going to be the case that the, the, that, that parent is going to be removed mm. from a lot of the the, the monumental or momentous occasions in a, in a as a child is growing. You know what what kind of dynamic does that create, or can it work in your favor? I'm going to go to some calls here, and I'm going to go in escalating order. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll right. go to. We'll start on the low end. I'm going to go to Krista. Hi, Krista. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Krista. It says here that your father was how old when you were born? 
He was 51 years old when I was born. Uh, it was his second marriage, so I actually have half-siblings that are 25 years older than me. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Are you close with them? I am. We actually um, grew up together. I grew up with my uh, dad's ex-wife and his uh, her new husband. Uh, there's pictures of me on his lap as a kid, and it wasn't weird to me huh. at the time. Uh, but then as I got older, I realized how strange that family dynamic was and that my parents were the same age as my friend's grandparents. Chris, did you perceive your, your step-siblings as almost like like uh, uncles or, you know, or other parents? I mean, being I that much older? Cousins. They were kind of like cousins to me, I feel oh. like. And my cousins were actually more like my siblings. There was <laughs> a moment when I was about 13 years old that I, you know, mother-daughter relationships are always tough during that time in which there was a second where I thought my sister might have actually been my mother because I related her so much more. Oh, man. God. Yeah. It's Chinatown. Yeah. Well, it I mean, true, but like that during that moment when you're about 13 years old, you're like, man, I don't know what, I, I don't feel like I'm related to my mom at all. Right, right. Wow. That's yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we Thank just you. got a text message from uh, our coworker, Glenn Stagg. He's 52 years old. He has an 18-month at home. At home. That's right. Yeah. Home. God, he's fifty-two. Yeah, he looks great. Doesn't I don't. Ever, yeah. I don't ever remember him showing. There's no, the, no. Yeah, yeah. he's. You know, he, well, he works out. He hit it well. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Beverly next. Hey, Beverly. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Beverly. What's up? Uh, so I tell everyone this story. My husband is sixty-seven. His father was sixty-one when he was born. Oh. His mother was thirty-eight. But his father was born in 1895. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I my mean, God. Come on. It's mind-blowing. My father was born in 1925. I always say to him, your father was 30 when my father was born. I I'm mean, like, Be- Beverly, any, any family member who did keg stands with Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, Wow. I I say, like, he was born years after the Civil War. I'm like, do you understand the impact? And he has a sibling. My husband has a sister who's two years older than he is. Now, his mom was only 38, but his father had been married before and the wife had passed away. So he had step-siblings that were, or half-siblings, that were in their 40s. And did you did you ever meet his father? No. Okay. He'd Fortunately, been... no. He had passed away. and He was pretty old when he passed away. Um, like in, I think he was in his late 80s, but just the idea that he was born in 1895. Yeah. It's, it's a mind blower. Yeah. It's a mind blower. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. That's thanks, crazy. Guys. All right, yeah. thanks, Beverly. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go next to Joe. Uh, Joe, good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Sorry about your work. Nah, that's okay. all right. It says here on my screen, your dad was 70 when you were born. That is correct. Wow. I, uh, I was born in 1980. He was born in 1910. Wow. Okay, so what what's that like? By the time you're 10 years old, your father is 80 years old. How long did he, I, I assume, no longer with us, depending on your age? I'm sorry, cut off there. How old, how old are you, Joe? Right now I'm 42. Okay, so your father's passed by now. Yeah, he, uh, he passed when I was 16. Uh, wow. So, didn't get a long time with him, but, you know... And think of that. He lived a long life. He lived to 86. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, uh, let me me, me question um, on this because we tend to think, well, it's got to be a a, a downer to have a parent that's that much older. Were there upsides? Were there positive aspects of it? Well, so I'm saying that as a kid, 
I, I hate to say this, but it was embarrassing. Okay. Like, oh, no, I get it. No, 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 being honest. I, I, yeah. I understand. Is this your grandfather? I'm like, no. I'm like, mm. man, you know, he was older than my grandparents. Than wow. My mom's dad, and his dad. Looking back, it was awesome. The dude was a World War II vet. Okay. Uh, lived, literally, lived through the Great Depression. Mm. Like, he had stories that I can't relate to. But now I'm glad. You know, that's good. Like, I love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, and it's only natural that as a teenager that it would have been awkward. And, and you you know, as a teenager, you're, you're looking to fit in. You're not looking to be have a different scenario than yeah. everybody else. And then when the, the whole oh. parent things, you know, wow, your, your parents, your dad seems like a grandfather. It must have been strange. But the fact that you can look back on it now and appreciate it is a good. That's a positive. I do now. I and I say a lot of. The fact that he's not here makes me question a lot of my decisions. A lot of things that I do, I'm like, cool. Would he be disappointed in that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. I get that. My mom passed away when I was in, you know, I was 20, 21. And, uh, you know, there are many times in my life where I go, I hope she's proud of me. I hope I'm doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, did you have much of a relationship with him? You know, I did. And so my parents got divorced when I was 10. And unfortunately, the judge thought I was mature enough to decide which parent to oh, wow. live with. Yeah. And I chose him because I was like, well, I know I don't have as much time. And we did. You know what? He was, uh, um, Roland that you were just talking about, lived to 100. Yep. My dad worked till he was 82. Jeez. So he, he didn't stop. I, he was out there throwing, you know, playing catch. We did stuff, we played games. Uh, like I said, looking back, I wish I would have paid attention more, asked him more questions. Uh, you know, well, you picked know, up more on the stories. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. You know, it, you, you tend to beat yourself up, but I'm, I'm sure you were a source of joy for him. Oh, yeah. You know, so well, uh, I, yeah. I will say, anytime, anytime someone was like, "That's your grandson," no, that's my son. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. He, and I think he was a little proud, like. Yeah, I'm an old man and yeah. still got it. Hey, by the <laughs> way, how, 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 yeah, how old was your, your mother? What was the age difference? How, how many uh, years? <laughs> my mom was 26. <gasps> Wait, what? <laughs> okay. What? 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 All right, I do tell. What? Was she a bay out of nurse or something? Uh, what? My, um... I brought this up with my mom as I was older. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what's going on? Give yeah. me the scoop. Um, it, it's it's kind of not that great. Uh, I'm happy of a story, but her dad, my my grandfather, was a bit of a jerk. Yeah. Um, so she kind of always latched on to older guys, a father figure, or a great grandfather figure, <laughs> or a great grandfather figure. Yeah. <laughs> And apparently the story I got was that he lied about his age and oh. was very good. And uh, I believe I was told that he said he was in his 50s, and I guess she bought it. So um, let me let me go back a second here. So her her, her father was abusive, it sounds like. Um, yeah, bad, and, bad things were happening at home. Okay. All right. and, then, and, and then so she had some kind of a, a father complex issue, and sometimes you actually... 
it, it makes strange things happen. It makes you, you yes. may want to go for somebody significantly older that, who could be a positive father figure. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yep. All right, and he yep. lied about his age. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he said he was like in his 50s, I guess, and uh-huh. he it, and um, kind of the, I'll say the funny part of the story, I thought, was that they didn't get married for many years, and she finally told me... <laughs> He didn't get married because he was already married. And, um... Oh, my God. Hey, you want to go to the Usher concert? Eventually, when his other wife died, they got married. All right, so, Joe, let me just tell you this. Uh, if you're ever questioning whether or not he's proud of you or, or he would condone what you were doing... Don't worry about it. Don't yeah, worry about it. it. You're good, buddy. You're good. She did just fine. You're covered at this point. <laughs> it's all good. Wow. What an interesting story. Yeah, it, uh, like I said, it um, when kids are when you're younger and people are like, "How old is your dad?" It's like, "Oh God." D- that's the thing that you think, and you always hear about that. Yeah. And people have when it listen, the kids are going to be cruel, and it's part of the deal. And they're yeah. confused; they don't know. They know what they're what a grandfather's supposed to look like. They don't yeah. they don't expect yeah. you know your your father to drop you off at school in an iron lung. You know, so <laughs> I wonder if that's a little different now, though, because people are having kids later. much later and like, so yes. i wonder if it's not you know looked at so much like it was for joe if you're under proper care you should be able to have a, a kids when well into your 80s uh joe thank you for sharing the story man we appreciate it no problem all right man yeah, that's, that's a way. wild story by the way fertility uh men do have biological clocks i was reading this article and fertility declines with age according to a recent study on in the probability of a live birth is reduced by one-third if dad is over 50 Men who have children after age 40 are at a greater risk of having damaged sperm, which could lead to increased risk of miscarriage, rare genetic disorders, and psychiatric conditions in offspring. Mm. But on the positive side, kids born to older fathers tend to show greater intelligence, which could be due in part to older men being more financially stable and once they have their kids. A greater appreciation of the game bocce. Yes, you so think so. <laughs> uh, Lou is on the line. This has got to be our Lou. Let me go to him. Uh, Lou? Yeah, of course, of course. Lou's going to have a story to share. Hey, Lou, what's up, bud? Hey, well, listen. When my family had owned a bakery when I grew up, so my my grandfather uh, fooled around with the secretary and had a child. That baby was raised as my cousin. The baby was raised as your cousin. And he was younger than me, too. So my grandfather was probably 55. The secretary was 25. And um, my grandmother used to cook breakfast for us all. So I was surprised she kept her mouth shut. Like, she... Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I'm surprised she kept her mouth shut. You have a beautiful mouth. Keep it shut. <laughs> my grandfather, because we had a lake house, my grandfather let her live in the apartment up at the lake house. And it was always... I didn't figure it out until I was older that Stevie was really... My uncle and not my cousin. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, and, and did that cause any ripples in the family when that was uh, revealed? Uh, just back then, everybody kind of just kept quiet about it. No, yeah. no ripples. Okay. My grandmother got even at the end because my grandfather was bedridden in, the, in his later years. She took care of him, and she cleaned his bed sores, and she fed him, and she washed him, and then spent the rest of the afternoon Screaming at him, yeah. and even about all the years. Oh my god! So she went, she went full blown misery on his ass. Oh yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. Wow. Interesting. The blast polka music. <laughs> <laughs> 
Italian, and she would blast polka music. Just to, bo- to bother him? Just to get it, yes. Oh, yeah, he hated polka music. Oh, <laughs> my God. You're a dirty bird. Wow. Yeah. Lou, do you think you might have uh, somebody come knocking on the door one day and say, by the way, Dad? <laughs> it's a possibility, Dad. <laughs> That's why my wife won't. Wants me to do that, um, that, uh, that uh, the 23 and me, yeah, the DNA stuff, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. She goes, why? Are you afraid of a knock at the door? You can do the Italian version, which is, who the hell are you? Who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, who are you? What do you want? <laughs> All right. Who the hell are you? Hey, Lou, uh, little bird, tell me you'll be at Keenan's for our live broadcast. I will be there. Yeah. Nice. All right, we will look forward to seeing you then. All right, bud? I'll be there great you guys. All right, Lou. See you, Lou. See you. Oh, All right, see you. Uh, of course he would have oh a story. Wow. Uh, let me see. Hang on. Uh, how much time we have here? I can go to another caller, too. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go to Brendan. Hey, Brendan, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. See you, Brendan. What's up? First time caller, long time listener. Oh. You guys are literally my my celebrities that get me through everything. Oh, oh. thanks so much. Happy to have Sorry. you on board, bud. Anyways, um, so in high school, my um, mom would call the parents to make sure that there was a parent home, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so my one friend, his dad was ninety two years old. Whoa! And, <laughs> and when I put him on the phone. To talk to my mom, she was like, "Let me make sure there's someone there." And he got on <laughs> oh the phone, God. and he was like, "Yes, who's this? What do you want?" And she was like, "Thought we were pulling a prank on her." And she was like, "Brendan, what are you doing? Like, uh, that's a really bad uh, impersonation." Oh no! Oh no! Thought it was one of the kids yeah. pretending to be an older adult, right. but they shot too high in the old category. You're not getting the voice right. And- yeah, and he. Um, was like got mad at her and he was like what do you want lady come on <laughs> and um he was like you sound a little old sir uh how old are you if you don't mind me i've got 92 years strong i was in world war ii wow and she eventually was convinced yeah, she she was convinced because uh, he started to talk about the burn on his leg from World War II. Okay, uh, Brendan, how good, how close of a friend was this? Uh, at that time, he was really close. Okay, she, um, what, what was the it guy like? Owned a, like a furniture company and stuff, and was okay. Like, was it was it a little strange being around you know the house when they've got uh, parents that are that much older? Time was at a geriatric four o'clock. Okay, four o'clock for sure. dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and then off to bed. Any idea how old the mom was? Because she had to be significantly younger. She, you know, good old beautiful Rita was about fifty-nine. Okay, fifty-nine. Okay, all right. Uh, was uh, sorry, I assume she was going at it, at, 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 you know, too early. I mean, the, the, she still got many years left. What was she like? She was wackadoodle. Okay. okay. I guess. Yeah, she was with a 90-year-old dude. Yeah. Uh, interesting. All right. Wow. him build her a mansion down the shore. Wow. Okay. All right. All right, Brendan, thank you for the call. We appreciate it, man. Jeez. Take care. Wow. Guys. That's that's up there in the 90s with a, a young kid. All right. Uh, Hi, I'm eating my pudding. Uh, but uh, Robert De Niro, 79 years old, seventh child. Wow. Amazing. All right. Uh, we got to wrap up because we're going live on Fox Good Day. So we're going to do that now. We're also going to get the um, a concert cash 
keyword for your chance to win $1,000 in MMRBQ tickets and the Bizarre Files. we got a few things coming up. Henry Winkler's on the show this morning. Emilio Estevez on the show as well, so hang out. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, in just a moment, we will hear the sounds of music that will be going live on Fox Good Day. Don't forget, we have at 8, your first chance to win $1,000 and MMRBQ tickets, so make sure you're here for concert cash as well. Here we go. Uh, it's 7.55. That means it's time for Preston and Steve because it's Wednesday morning. And so we're talking about unethical life hacks, and we immediately thought of you two. Yes, we're very unethical. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you an example. You buy an engagement ring at a pawn shop, and then you tell your lover that it was your grandmother's, and it has sentimental value. That's just wrong. That's not even a hack. That's just a lie. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> just a flat-out You don't scam. even have to say uh-uh. that, that uh-huh. you could buy at the pawn shop and say that you got it at a jewelry store. I don't know why you have to lie and say that it was well, your grandmother's. Well, because you're a psychopath. Yeah, well, it, so it means well, it's from my grandmother. Oh, mm. that's wonderful. But, uh, well, what I looked at some of the lists, uh, some of the items on the list and things like... Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think you know. Um, try and trade uh, coupons past the point of uh, you know of cancellation on the coupons. I, I mean, I think there's a life hack that we all do that's unethical, which is regifting. I think it's a kind of a basic one. Oh, okay. And I do, I do one. I'm embarrassed about. I will go to banks I don't have accounts at, and I will withdraw money. Uh-huh. Uh, I will wear a coat and I'll pat my chest. <laughs> right. And I that some call that bank robbing. That's yeah. unethical. But that's my that's my hack. That's uh, what I told the judge. On a legit side, Casey right. saw mm-hmm. an interesting one uh, from Costco. That's actually I don't even think that's unethical. I think you're just you're beating the system. So rather than using if if you don't have a membership, which you paid, I don't know, forty bucks yeah. per year or something like that, um, you go in with a coupon and no, you gift card. Well, a gift with card. a gift card. I'm sorry, card. and then you were able to shop without having to pay for the ah. uh, for the membership. That's oh, actually pretty know. brilliant. I like that, and yeah. that's that's a that's a loophole. Yeah, yeah. it's a loophole, not you, unethical. Well, it, it, no. so a lot of these life hacks are exploiting uh, unethical or exploiting loopholes that exist. Yeah. 
Uh, right, Kathy? Do you I, have lo- I love a loophole. I, <laughs> listen, I wouldn't call it unethical at all. If you're if you are allowed to go into Costco and purchase the gift card, and then they allow you to shop, right. that, that's not unethical. Yeah, but on the list, they included shoplifting <laughs> as a life oh, hack. Not that. As a hack. As a hack. <laughs> Well, here's another one that I don't see as a problem. You buy the cheapest tickets online, and then you check like something like StubHub, and you go sit in the empty seats that haven't been sold. Or you could just wait. I've never checked. Sometimes I'll wait. It looks like nobody's coming. And go down there. Right. Well, sure. when, yep. Alex, when you show up, don't they just usher you right up front? Yeah. Say, Alex, Ollie's here. Let's make sure she's <laughs> I've seen that happen. Oh, yeah. please. You're the one who gets that service. I knew that happened. I knew it. Listen to this. <laughs> yes. Alex will invite me to go to, like, a Beyonce concert (laughs) just because she thinks I can get her down to the front row. Wow. Wow. That's a life hack. He loves Beyonce. Well, Well, but, but, yeah. That is a hack. You were an early boyfriend of hers. uh, (laughs) Speaking of that. Do your listeners, are they into Taylor Swift, or is that too I mean, light? they're going to yes. be, uh, probably not the, the majority of, of people who listen to MMR, but they, if they aren't into it, they know someone who is, they have kids, they may have, you know, yeah. they're somehow tied into, I think everybody's yeah, got a little Taylor yep. in them, you know? Absolutely. Okay, well, I'll see you out there tomorrow, or Friday night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that yeah. you won't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we all was here. No, no I, not for myself. I did get some tickets for some friends. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, and hack me off as they kept asking. <laughs> wow. Uh, are, are you, is this your offer? Are you selling them to us? Yeah. <laughs> oh. If I had some, I'd sell them to you. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. For yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, See you next right. week. Hey, right. friends, take care, guys. Fans. We'll see you later. So, Is that um, uh, delay still? Is that delay back? I'm sensing that it is. Uh, oh, yeah, it's always been there. Oh, yeah. We never really got rid of it, but there's a slight one there. But. They were getting the wrap-up. Uh, <laughs> so, Case, you think a lot of people listening are into Taylor Swift? Is that what you were I saying? I said that. Uh, yeah. Well, you but said that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think what you said, Press, is, is, is accurate. There's a crossover. There are people that listen, and then also people that have kids that listen. And, it's, also, yeah, it's also it's also it, it's an it concert. It yeah, is it yeah. is it is one of those ones that transcends format. It's an event, and that people want to, to are just going to go see. Case, okay. I don't know if this was on Crossing Broad, but somewhere yesterday I saw this possibility that Taylor Swift might ring the bell at the Sixers game tomorrow night. I think they were lobbying for it. Oh, were they? Okay, yeah, it, yeah. is there? Any chance that that actually might happen? Not, yeah, there, well, well, there was. I was going to say there's a lot of that. Like, they're uh, they want her to do a ton of different things. So right, a lot of people right. are saying, "Oh, hey, you're invited to do this. Come do that." Yeah. Yeah, and, and not that she doesn't want to do all of them, but she probably can't do all of right, them. So, right, right. You know, yeah. uh. All right, well, listen, it's 8 o'clock, and maybe Taylor will call in to win the concert cash. Yeah. 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 MMR's Concert Cash. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. It would be awesome if she did actually win. All right, She's so, actually giving the concert yeah. cash. All right, so the word is invest. I-N-V-E-S-T. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. You can do that through the contest page, WMMR.com, through the app, the MMR app. Or you can text it to the special contest short code number that we have set up, which is 45911. And one random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. All MMR winners get two tickets to the MMR barbecue Saturday, September 16th. Tickets are on sale now. And winners get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. For MMRBQ details, text FINALLY to 39333 for a link to the information. And it's sponsored by Meineke. Again, the word is INVEST. I-N-V-E-S-T. Good luck. Now, WMMR presents.
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They have the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. And they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com. Uh, we will start with this story. You probably saw these headlines. It's messed up. A Louisiana man been arrested after allegedly shooting a 14-year-old girl in the back of her head. They were called, police were called to a home. Uh, the girl had been playing hide-and-seek. Oh, oh, my God. God. This is sir, uh, early Sunday morning. It was in reference to when they arrived, they say they found a girl with a gunshot wound in the back of her head. She survived, by the way. She's okay. It was minor injuries. But upon investigation uh, in the incident, detectives say that several juveniles were playing hide-and-seek in the area and were hiding on the neighbor's property. Detectives spoke to David Doyle, the owner of the property. The 58-year-old told authorities that he saw shadows outside his home, went inside, got his firearm. Doyle told them that when he went back outside, he saw people running away from his property and began shooting at them, unknowingly hitting the girl. Let me say that again. They were running away from the house. The girl so was, you shoot and then ask questions. Yeah. Uh, the girl was admitted to a local hospital. She was shooting for non-life-threatening injuries. I don't know if they're minor. I said that, but they're non-life-threatening. You can still have non-life-threatening injuries and have some pretty severe injuries. Uh, he was arrested. Uh, aggravated battery, aggravated assault, illegal discharge of a firearm as well. So hopefully he'll face the extent of the law. Uh, so here's something a little lighter but still messed up. A woman said she had received... $4,800 from a resort in Bali to help cover the cost of her injuries after being bit, being bitten by an elephant. Oh. An elephant bit her? How did an elephant get in a room? Beth and Les <laughs> Bogar of New Hampshire spent over a year planning their trip of a lifetime to Bali. Uh, the couple was thrilled to be able to end their trip with a memorable experience getting up close with elephants at the Mason Elephant Park and Lodge. Hey, stick your head in that elephant's mouth. However, their dream took an earn after Beth said that she was uh, hurt during a photo opportunity with an elephant. She had just finished swimming with the elephant and riding on its back when Beth reported that the elephant's trainer had her come over to take photos. She said that the trainer was instructing her on how to pose with the elephant. He suggested that she put her arm under the elephant's trunk. And she said, uh, he said that he had been with the elephant tw- for 24 years. He knew this elephant. Uh-huh. I just feel as though he was guiding me, and he let my arm get too close to his mouth. And I don't know how too clo- how close too close was. Suddenly, Beth said her arm was pushed into the elephant's mouth, leaving her trapped. She said, I couldn't get my arm out. I could just hear cracking. Ooh. And I started to panic. Although she was initially brought to the front office to ice her arm, eventually her injury began to swell. She was rushed to the hospital an hour away with her arm crushed. She had to have emergency surgery. So an elephant has enough biting power to crush an arm like oh, that? Oh, yeah. The doctor was able to go in there. They put in plates, screws, and she said everything had to be put back together. It's going to be a long road. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At, at, <laughs> we're taking a picture. It's kind of a thing we do. At first, the resort promised uh, in emails to the family to investigate the incident and help to pay approximately half of the $10,000 medical bill. However... Uh, the family reported that the team has suddenly stopped responding to their calls and messages. Of course. She said they were assuring us all the Never while. heard of her. Uh, she said, don't worry. We have insurance. We can handle the situation. We'll get you taken care of. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Everyone knows we don't forget, so I'm clearly lying. Uh, the family, I'm liking cartoons. I'm afraid of mice. Uh, the family said they knew the risks coming into the experience, and they don't blame the elephant at all. However, they are frustrated well, thank you. by the lack of action from the resort. She said, I just wish they would have been a little more helpful. 
Uh, and she said that she hopes people will think about all the risks before heading out on their next adventure. Here's what I need you to do. Shut the F up. <laughs> Uh, so, a foreign object came crashing through the roof of a home in New Jersey. Mm. It happened at a home located in uh, Hopewell Township in Mercer County, where police say the metallic object struck through the roof Hi. and into the hardboard floor of the residence. Measured by four inches by six inches, the oblong-shaped object is believed to be a meteorite. Is that wild? Yeah. Easy. Police believe the possible meteorite could have been related to the recent uh, Ita Aquadris meteor shower. Uh, the ranch-style home was occupied at the time of the incident, but there were no injuries. Officials have contacted several agencies to help positively identify the object, and an investigation is ongoing. Are those things, uh, like, radioactive? So, uh, you know, that's a good question. Something comes through, I think you'd be well advised to let uh, experts or people come in and check it first right. before you put it down your pants. Yeah. Uh, so a Middletown, Massachusetts police officer remains suspended after he allegedly attacked a teenage boy during a communion party while off duty. The fun, lighthearted event Saturday afternoon at the Old Erie restaurant turned into terror when the alleged violent attack unfolded. The mayor, Joe Stefano, said, my understanding is it was not a pretty scene. Adi Stefano said that the officer, who has 18 years on the force, assaulted a 14-year-old boy inside his wife's restaurant uh, during the party for another police officer's child. He said it happened in front of dozens of frightened customers. What set him off? Uh, Di Stefano said, it's not something we're very proud of. I know the chief is very concerned about the actions of the officer. We're very, very proud of this. Yeah, yeah we right. don't, I don't know what happened. A witness said the officer was drunk and verbally threatened to assault the boy. Communion. Listen to this. Before he slammed the child's face into a brick wall. Oh, wow. What's next, confirmation? The witness says the officer punched the teen through a glass and, quote, whatever else was in reach, causing customers and staff to duck for cover. I'll so tease he was, you. He was going crazy. That's insane. Officials confirm that there are allega- the allegations are under investigation. De Stefano says the officer is about six foot four inches tall and that the boy appeared to be less than five feet tall. I can take any kid in the place. Uh, the boy suffered minor injuries and is physically okay despite the ordeal. The officer is suspended with pay under the rules of the department's contract until charges are filed. And so far, the officer has not been arrested for this. All right, and then we will wrap up with this one. In the French Alps, a culture war has broken out in a small village in the Savoie region of Ah. the Northern Alps where three large frogs are threatened with being silenced. No! 92-year-old Colette Ferry opened the door of the, in the small village of Frontenay, uh, to two policemen recently who said that they would be taking away three amphibians that had taken up residence in her garden pond. The officer said that they were responding to a complaint by a neighbor unable to sleep because of the loud croaking that they were making at all hours. Ferry told them that while the fish in the pond were hers, the frogs were squatting. She said they're in and out of the water, playing with my fish. It's my entertainment. They're just French frogs. <laughs> a man came here and... Tell me, do you have frog's legs? And she How do you put on your pants? Uh, and said that <laughs> even we frogs enjoy that joke. Uh, she was uh, yelling at me. He was yelling at me, saying he couldn't sleep and he had to work. But I did not expect uh, the police, especially not the, for frogs. Uh, but there's always someone ready to complain about someone else. She added. So, what was the thing you saw in the road? Was it a frog or a toad? No, was, I think it was a frog. Okay, <laughs> made that noise. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so apparently, um, rural animal noise pollution is a regular case for police in the French Alps. Uh, so apparently, there was a um, most famously Maurice the noisy rooster 
uh, survived what a town. legal attempts to silence him in 2019 when a judge ruled he could continue crowing after thousands of people signed a Save Maurice petition. So they have uh, just noisy animals. They have noisy animals. Do they even carry guns in that town? People complain about them. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, so... A little less than five minutes remain for you to enter the word invest. It's MMR's concert cash giveaway, and it's the final week of it. So do that now. The word is invest, I-N-V-E-S-T. We want you to win. And while you're texting, keep in mind we have a secret text word today. Halcyon floats. We have a 30-minute sauna session and a 90-minute floats. You can text word secret to 39333 if you want to try to win that as well. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. Hang out. Finally, how we doing, MM Barbecuers? MM Barbecue 2023, starring Shinedown. This is Billy Idol. Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, including Aaron Jones, Larkin Poe. Honey. Finger 11. Tiger Cub and MMR's local shots artist, Vixen 77. Plus, the return of the Preston and Steve side stage. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Text finally to 39333 for a link to all the details. From 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks. A uh, couple of mentions. Uh, I have the uh, Walk a Mile in Her Shoes event coming up this Saturday. Uh, information at WMMR.com. You want to join the team. Love to have you on board. Going to be at the Pfizer campus in Phoenixville. And uh, the walk is at, it, the whole thing is 9 to 1, but it, the, the walk's at like 11. And yeah. we're going to have a good time. So that's this Saturday. Also this Saturday, uh, my buddy Brent Porsche is going to be at another place where I usually am at Dell uh, Auto's. Uh, 48th anniversary sale, so he's going to be there from noon to 2 at Del Toyota in Thorndale, and he's going to have MM barbecue tickets. Nice. And also uh, food. They're doing a, a pig roast with food from Bridgeport Rib House. Make sure you stop by. You can go to the events page, WMMR.com, and find out about all these things. Uh, and then, oh, there's also this little thing. Taylor Swift <laughs> oh, yeah. is playing this weekend. Three consecutive nights. At the link, it's, it's only on. only Bruce Springsteen had done me nights. Oh wow, really? And his weren't even consecutive. <laughs> insane. I and mean, you can't wait, get, and you can't come by and get a ticket. Wait, Marissa's looking at me weird. Are they not consecutive nights? Uh, you know, Connor and I were just chatting. I think it was just at Citizens Bank that Bruce was at. Oh, okay. So still South Philly, still a whole. Okay, lot here you go. Only but... the second three night stadium residency. Locally. There you go. All right, All right. There you go. Still impressive. Yeah, yeah. Guys, three nights. Even more impressive. Really. I drove by last night. I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I was in Cherry Hill, and on my way home, the lights were on, and they were already setting up. Like I think this is a twenty four hour. Uh, you know, set up. Oh, absolutely! They're, 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 it's an it's a staggeringly huge mechanism that brings her concert to town. I'm fine with Taylor Swift because I know that she doesn't have a lot to do with the you know a, a lot of the ins and outs. She just worries right. about what's going on on stage. But like, there are many th- aspects of the these shows that just leave such a bad taste in my mouth. One of them is uh, I saw a picture of. What they said was like an obstructed view, right? So these seats were uh, like $1,000 a ticket. 
and you're essentially behind the stage, and it's not like open behind the stage. There's a giant wall. Oh my you god! You can only like. So you're so just listening. You're basically just. You're in, watching TV. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. My friends did that at Bruce. They they bought the they waited so because they couldn't get tickets, and then they waited to the last minute to get tickets, and that was all that they could get. And they went and they basically were like, "Here, we just listened to the music." So obstructed view, a thousand dollars a ticket, can't see the concert, and still a thousand dollars a ticket. Steve, I'm telling you, like the obstructed view, like this is, um, and I'm holding a piece of paper. Okay, so this is behind the stage, and right. then the stage kind of juts out like right. a, like a wiener, right, uh, like that. And the seats are like essentially like right here. So okay, you, you really can can't only, see a lot. Yeah. You can only see her if she's on that runway, like all the way up in the front. And, right. and those are uh, easily a thousand dollars. I was trying to get tickets. I, I really wanted to go, like even from the very beginning. And then it went crazy, and I was like, "All right, well then I feel like I'm going to like take from you know some kid that wants to go." And I thought leading up to like I thought now like all right here there's actually tickets available. People are trying to get rid of their tickets or you know they yeah, bought two tickets or whatever. Nothing. There's nothing. Nothing. Well. So I have a friend of mine, um, Kath, who paid the premium before Christmas to make sure her kids uh, got uh, Taylor Swift tickets for Christmas. Paid, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of $1,500. Well, the, that whole process yeah. to begin with was yeah. a nightmare. There was all, sort, remember, all sorts yeah. of issues and, and things that were going on, but she managed to get them. Yeah, she managed, but she got them on StubHub. She didn't, so buy, she didn't buy the actual... Yeah. Okay. So she just got, I think three days ago, got word from StubHub... Uh, that the sale, in, in fact, it, it got canceled and did not go through. Got canceled because. So here's the deal. Like, so I, I, and and I have my issues with the pub as well, and and I have season tickets for the Sixers, and I'm telling you this: when this season's over, I will never ever use StubHub again, ever, never ever. Right. Um, uh, so what these? So when I sell my tickets, I get a, an alert that my tickets have been sold. Then I have to go to where I got my tickets from, and then I, I transfer the ticket. And I try and do that as soon as I possibly can. What happened with this girl is she never got the ticket sent to her. So the money got taken out of her account, but the tickets never got transferred. And what we think ended up happening was the people that sold her her tickets ended up getting a, more money from somebody else. And ended up selling those tickets to oh, either that or... It's conjecture, but that sounds feasible. Yeah, so StubHub... So when... I made I a freak out. I know. I made a similar mistake where I accidentally sold the tickets to two different people, <sighs> and I, that was my mistake. And I ended up eating the money for that. That and StubHub made it right for those people, though. Not only did I get penalized the money, but StubHub ended up making sure that those people did get tickets in the house, and they're not doing that for my friend. You guys remember when if you uh, bought a ticket and tried to sell it for more than face value, it was illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was illegal. I mean, like. Very illegal. Yeah. People would actually go to jail uh-huh. for stuff like that, if, uh-huh. especially if they were selling in bulk, like like they were taking it on themselves to buy a hundred tickets mm-hmm. or try to do that. It was a and you had to really scam and really work it, get the tickets. Now the it's a business unto itself. I don't know if this can ever be replicated, but it it, it seemed fair to me. 20 or 30 years ago when you had to stand in line and if you got there early, you got better access to tickets. You you would go to West Coast Video or go to Strawbridge's yeah. or whatever. And and listen, I know we're well beyond that. I know the cat's out of the bag. I understand how the market works. But it just seems to me like the system has gotten so out of whack, so expensive that people are getting screwed no matter what. And Casey, that, that story that you just shared, like you hear that countless times over and over again. Yeah. Let yeah. me read a couple of these texts coming in. Uh, it says, I pay $346 for Swift first level. Wow. That's a steal. Listen, there are people who got tickets. Yep. Yeah, here's another one that says, my friend sold his uh, Swift tickets to 
for $5,940. Here's another one that says, uh, not a huge fan, but wanted to see the show. Cheapest last-minute tickets, obstructed view, $1,295 plus fee. Uh, this says, our Texas Roadhouse waitress told us that she is a Swifty. And is going to all three nights for $750, to- $750 total and all the tickets at pre-sale with eight hours of trying. His wow. uh, says, my son is skipping his college baccalaureate mass on Friday night to go to the Taylor Swift concert. Jeez. Oh, it's um, huge. And Rowan apparently is having a Swifty laser show for $3 if you have an obstructed view and can't see her anyway. Wow. Uh, okay. Listen, my a friend of mine got her daughter and uh, her friend's tickets, you know, when they went on sale, got them face value. They're, you know, they're up pretty high, but got them for $95 a ticket. So there are people out there that did get them. Right. Well, um, obviously, yeah. But now trying to get them, there's no tickets available. And the ones that are, like, you don't even know if they're real or not. Like I, The so counterfeiting game is on high. A friend and, and I, were we were talking to this guy. We both hit him up for the tickets to see what the response would be like. This was over um, Facebook. He had a legit Facebook account. Three testicles tickets. Said what? he was from Lansdale. Uh, you know, had a bunch of friends. Like, it, it looked like a legit account. All right. And uh, there was even, like, a mutual friend with somebody. So we were like, okay. And we were talking to him, and we got the same answer, pretty cold, no. Like, even I even brought up the scam and said, like, yeah. hey, I just need to verify that this isn't a scam or whatever. And he didn't address it and uh-huh. just was like, tickets will be sent through Ticketmaster. Yeah, I got burned from StubHub a couple weeks ago. Um, what I figured out is if you post tickets on StubHub, you don't actually have to submit the tickets to StubHub and all of the accounts. So if you are... Like have like a really big event like this Taylor Swift thing or whatever, you will see the same seats posted on TickPick, StubHub, all of the different resale things. So I went to the Phillies game. I had just bought standing room tickets. It was like $35. And I got to the gate and they it gives you a little uh, notice that the tickets have already been forwarded. And I was like, no, 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 no. I had that problem with D-Picks. So, but unfortunately, at the gate, nobody can help you. And it was like to the point where it's later in the game. It was early in the season, and um, we had to literally walk all the way around to like the very, very front. And they weren't, they weren't like everybody knew what was going on, but nobody would admit it. They kind of were just well, like, how well, can you have, have StubHub, what were they? And so what it was was the, the person probably sold them on a different platform and didn't pull them, take off, them off. How does that happen? How, how are you because across right multiple platforms selling the same tickets? Steve, because you don't have to submit the tickets. Mm. If you had to submit yeah. the tickets to the platform, this would be That's fine. Crazy. But Casey, yeah. I've done the same thing. I've sold Eagles tickets, and they're literally sold before I can even go back and edit it. Uh-huh. And so like, you're not even alerted that they've sold sometimes for minutes an hour later. So if you put them on multiple platforms, like, like you're it. screwing somebody. Yep. It's kind of crazy. I, don't, I, I think like, there needs to be a more efficient way of doing it. Steve, isn't that like an FCC violation? Like I, if you're putting it one place, it needs to be there. You need to verify it. You know, it's like when they say conveniently located. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. with these Swift tickets, uh, everybody's trying to figure out whether or not the tickets that somebody's posting is a scam or not. But my thought was like in the end, I was like, 
this guy doesn't have a friend he can sell them to. Like, if I had Taylor Swift tickets and I couldn't go, I could call a hundred people and they would know I I could meet them in person, hand them tickets or, you know, forward them the email. So I was like, in the end, I'm like, this, there's no way that this guy doesn't have have someone he can sell to. Are these, is this uh, unique to Philadelphia? I mean, I I I don't think so. Well, I remember reading stories, you know, I think we talked about it on air where people go across overseas to to go see Beyonce and uh, so like, can you go see Taylor Swift in a market that's not Philadelphia yeah, I, for I, less? I, I, I had a couple of friends that went to, I think it was Nashville, um, and I think it was still a hard ticket, Nick, but they were able to get it and not pay $1,500 for yeah. an obstructed view. By the way, somebody wants me to mention this. says, please, please let people know my friend is throwing a Swifty before party tomorrow night at the TLA. Oh, wow. God. Called Swimo. Ah! Hey, I'm doing a Swifty before party tomorrow night. What are you doing? Uh, Swan sweat. No, it's just it, it's a, a party out in Downingtown at a little boutique, boutique on Thirty. <laughs> I'll be there with her, and they're doing uh, a Swifty party. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Yes. Are you into her? Are you a Taylor I, Swift fan? I've loved Taylor Swift since the, the very beginning. I like her music. I think her show is probably amazing. I just liked her as a person and a lot of things that All she right. did. And so, yeah, I, I've it's always just liked the tickets her. that are hard to come but by. You're not so you're not going to the show. You're just going to the Swift. Party. I would love to go to the show. I can't find right. tickets. Okay. Well, no, you can. They're only fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> For obstruction views, yeah. And you don't know if they're real. Like, no thanks. I can't do that. I mean, it's a win-win. Oh, man. Uh, there's a lot of text coming in concerning uh, StubHub and being burned by it and all that stuff. So That sucks. You know, remember years ago, and they, they since corrected it, but, well, counterfeiters oh. always find a way, but the Super Bowl yeah. tickets, you there know. There you go. Yeah. Here's a great idea. <laughs> Somebody texted and said, the stadium is hiring. Get a job, work the Swift concert, and wait. You know who's you know who's going to see Taylor Swift? Oh, I guess I can mention it. I think um, is Matt Cord because his niece works there, and she okay. has to has, have a chaperone, uh, yeah. and so he's going as her chaperone. Wow. That's a good hack. We were talking about hacks. Yeah, there's your hack. Just get a job where yeah. you want to see the show. Uh, hang on, let me go to Aaron because Aaron's husband got tickets. Uh, he won them actually. Hi, Aaron. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Aaron? Thank you. Oh, thanks. Um, Yeah, my husband um, unknowingly entered a raffle on Barstool Sports, um, and he won three club tickets for Friday night. What? (laughs) How did he unknowingly enter a contest? Well, he said it was just like it was, uh, I guess he was on his sportsbook page or whatever and just like clicked on it and was like, yeah, whatever, I'll I'll submit to this contest. Oh, so he, did, he didn't unknowingly, he entered it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. He, yeah, but he's not a Swift. <laughs> yeah, consciously. I understand what your primos and they won three. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. So, he, But he didn't care that much, but he won. So are you going, Aaron? Yes, because he was like, he... he he didn't. It didn't really matter to him. Right. He was like, "Oh, that'd be a good Mother's Day gift for my wife." Yeah. Do you know how many? I'm excited. Like, are you kidding me? Like, he told me, and I was like, "You're joking." Like, this is not a. <laughs> like, Do you know how many people are just are just dying here this right now? I know. Yeah. And honestly, it, it, at the beginning, I was like, I, I don't know if I'm worthy. Like, Kathy was almost <laughs> saying, like, I, I I honestly didn't get tickets in the beginning because I felt like there were Swifties mm. who were. Just, you know, dying to sure. go. And you know, yeah, they're bigger fans than me and let them go. You know, that type of uh, yeah. guilt. When you go, like, y- yeah, when oh, you go, keep leaning over and going, what song is this? Who is this again? Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I don't really know the song. <laughs> 
Uh, well, have yeah, a great no. time. Have a great time. Thanks. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. Club box. That's that, awesome. That's the thing. The people that are going to these concerts are, are not filthy rich, tons of money people. No. You know right. what I mean? no. These are people yeah. that that are hardworking Swifties. Yeah. yeah. They're, well, this is the, they're they're bucking up yeah. for for a bucket list item. Mm-hmm. Essentially, this, the price of these tickets could could. Many people may have had to decide, do we go on vacation yep. in the summer or do we go to see the Taylor Swift concert? And then to find out that you might have been screwed out of the tickets. Yeah. A lot of my friends that are going are going because of their daughters. Like yeah. they, So I have a friend who she forked out the money. She she spent, I think, $1,500 and got them tickets. And yeah, it was be- it was for her kids. This was like they really wanted to do it. And she's like, all right, I you know I have it. I saved yeah. it. And this is what I'm using it on. Uh, yeah, Rochelle took Caroline uh, when there's a kid. And... Uh, and that was that might have been like the twenty two or the red album or one, I don't know which ah, one. Hell. But it was before ah, hell. it was still a big deal yeah. to get the tickets oh, yeah. then. But I mean now it's just blown up huh. ridiculously. I gotta see what's so great about this concert. And Kath, I'm with you. Like I, I, I like Taylor Swift. Um uh, you know, I, I'm not a Swifty, but uh <laughs> but I just I can't see spending that kind of money yeah. on for for one all right, what was the concert that you, that you saw that you could see your now oh. in retrospect that Paul you could Paul McCartney. All right, yeah. How high, knowing the experience you had, how high would you go ticket price wise? Generally, I don't like stadium shows. Right, right. I, I prefer I'm, I'm of the no roof, no rock kind right, of right. Uh, vibe and mindset. But uh, I'd never seen Paul before, and this was at the ballpark, and I and my paying for tickets because I wanted to get. Um, up front, I wanted to get good seats, right. and so I ha- luckily, because of this industry, I was able to buy tickets that that were expensive. But to me, that was totally worth it because I wasn't upstairs. At I gotcha. I, I would, you know, the people that a couple paying, grand would you pay if you had to pay? Uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but for for Paul, sure. Um, but like. For Paulie, sure. Paulie, no. sure. Paulie, sure. No, my God. Right. No way. That guy's, you know, he's. We don't bring back the weasel. Buddy. But like, if you're paying top dollar to sit upstairs at Taylor Swift or Paul McCartney or whatever floats your boat, to me, that's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. The most I've bucked up two shows. One of them was Paul McCartney uh, at Wells Fargo Center, okay. so indoor, which I was more than happy to pay for, and I took the whole family. And then the police reunion tour. Those were ones yeah. where I'm like, okay, have to. I will absolutely pay a premium price. Price called in some favors because yes. I don't go to shows that often, and uh, and sometimes we do have uh, you know it's, it's part of the business. You can uh, you know uh, get a. Uh, uh, a, a consideration, good consideration yeah. if things are available, and I, and I did that, and so I was I regret a penny that I spent on those, uh, and they were expensive, very mm-hmm. expensive. But I was like, okay, guys, we're gonna we're gonna splurge. And at the end of it, in uh, after the assessment comes in of the show, worth every penny, worth every penny. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't um, unless I knew like, if it was like, and I knew for a fact this is going to be Fish's right. last concert ever. Okay, maybe I would do that. How much would you pay? I mean, I know hypothetical. Don't worry about having to actually pay it, but would you go like five grand? Yeah, would you pay $1,000 for a ticket? Depends on where. If it's in Philadelphia. Like, if I was also getting a vacation out of it, like, if you know. Just I, for the show. Just, local. Where would you line? $1,000 probably. I, you'd stop at 1000 I'd stop at 1000 I think I might be yeah. like that as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean to me, to, you're just incinerating the money. You know, I, I don't you, know. It just doesn't seem to. It seems too would, ridiculous. Would you have to lie to Diane about what you were spending the money on? No. Okay. No. I need, yes. a, I need a medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm Dr. Mike told me I need a specific <laughs> enzyme, and it's it's from a company called P 
P-H-I-S-H. Yes. yes. Uh, let me see here. We got P-hish. A, we got a bunch of calls. <laughs> a company called P-Hish. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Anthony texted in about the, the show at the TLA. He wants uh, to check in. Hi, Anthony. Hey, what's going on, Preston? Yeah, but all right, so I mentioned the show for you. What is it, Sweemo? Yeah, so Sweemo, it's a, it's a Swifty party for uh, emo Swifties. Um, it's a 21 and over event at the TLA tomorrow night, um, and it's a hell of a time. So- uh, a friend of mine runs it. So I just want to let you guys know if you guys pass them along. Okay. <laughs> and it's Swimo. Yes, it's Swimo. The Swimo experience. Okay. All right. Yeah, good. You probably. So, uh, are, has there been a good response to it so far? Yeah, so far. Uh, we rescheduled from the last one, but this one, uh, it's going to be better for the day before the, the uh, Taylor does her Philadelphia run of the Aeros Tour. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, thank yeah, you, Anthony. Yeah, Have fun. Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll see it. So here's a couple of Mar- Marissa found the other Swift pre-parties. Uh, there's a Swift Adelphia pop-up shop. <laughs> uh, Social House Eatery and Cafe will serve Swifty-themed drinks like strawberry latte called Lover and uh-huh. a caramel and coconut latte named Fearless. Uh, that's till May 14th. Uh, then there is the, that's at 2100 South Street. Xfinity Live has the Swifty Drag Brunch and Tay Gates. Uh, so Saturday at Xfinity Live, they're celebrating with a special brunch hosted by Philly Drag Mafia and Brittany Lynn. Wow. And there's going to be uh, performances of Swift hits and uh, <laughs> and so on. So they'll be doing it in drag, which is a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, the South Philly venue is also hosting a pregame party in partnership with uh, Le Petit Fête, a pop culture-based obsessed events company, uh, the 12th through the 14th. And even if you don't have a ticket, you can join... Uh, the Tay Gates, which is the pre-show dance parties each night to compete Jeez. with the DJ-themed cocktails, photo booths, costume contests, and more. Uh, there's the Taylor Takeover at Soul Cycle, <laughs> Rittenhouse Square, and Ardmore locations for uh, May 7th through the 14th. Uh, there's the Let's Make the Friendship Bracelets Workshop. Ooh. You can make a cute beaded <laughs> friendship bracelet with your friends. Activities. OMG, I love it. <laughs> As you listen to Swift albums at the Bach yeah. building on May 10th. Mifflin uh, Tavern, yeah. Tavern Taylor Swift Quizzo is happening. All right. Uh, Nixon. <laughs> yeah, Nixon. Yeah, Quizzo. Right. Hang on. <laughs> Test your Swift knowledge at Mifflin. Taylor Swift, name that tune. <laughs> May 10th and Quizzo on May 11th. Uh, there's uh, Latchkey. It's an independently owned vinyl record and retail store on East Pass Young Avenue, offering a Taylor Swift concert pregame on May 12th from 5 to 7. Then you have Candlelight, a tribute to Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. Listen to a string quartet as they play all too well. Lover and Enchanted as the glow of candlelights <laughs> fill World Cafe Live. Really? Really? Wow. I've never heard of pre-parties like this. this I've it's, ne- a Swift, it's a Taylor Swift thing. I know. So oh, oh, it is? Yeah. Because yeah. I've never heard of this for other... For, for huge acts. Multiple Did you night. see anything like this for, for, for say, like Springsteen or... Yeah, or, or U2 or when U2 they would come or, down or and the do stunts. the gigantic shows. You or, get anything? Or even the other pop, like Beyonce. Does Beyonce rank this whole... I don't know, I don't but is, the so. Beyonce, is Beyonce's ticket this hard to get? I don't know. But I, the, the peripheral but, business. But different parties, parties. different actual yeah. parties. I didn't know this. You they can do always- water at the Mutter Museum. How long has this been going on? 
I I don't know how what like the pre parties. Yeah, I don't know. I just know it's a thing. Like so, like a lot again. Like my friends with their kids, the ones that are not going, are all doing some sort of Taylor Swift party. I I, I thought at least for them it was because they couldn't get the tickets. So like we're still gonna get in on this. this is, action. I don't remember stuff like Madonna. Nope. Like like I'm trying to think of like um you know pop culture icon types. I'm right with you. Spice Girls, things like that, that were just all the rage for a while. I mean, she's had a uh, Taylor Swift has had a longer staying power than, than yeah. Spice Girls and stuff like you that. You just reeled off like 10 or 12 legit party events yeah. that are associated tangentially. I'm not, I'm not even done. You're not even done. The Dutch, in honor of our Berks County native, the popular East Passyunk restaurant will serve $15 Swifty libations. Swifty libations? The 12th My to the head 14th. is reeling. Wait, uh, th- and they're, they're 50 bucks? Uh, 15. Oh, okay. Uh, assembly rooftop lounge. You oh. can pop by the rooftop cocktail oh, bar yeah, and lounge, uh, during Swift weekend for a themed cocktail. All right. What kind of activities are there? Uh, what's the assembly rooftop lounge? Is that at, uh, the... Logan. The Logan. Logan. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah, place. It's at the top. Like, it overlooks yeah. the Ben Franklin Parkway it's and the Museum. And, uh, Logan Square. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, so they have uh, some various uh, various strengths. Have activities, and, and then cocktails and activities. It's like a dream come true. <laughs> oh my god! Hold it on a target roof, and I'll be thrilled. Oh my god! Could you imagine? <laughs> I think Kathy have one of those full body orgasms. Oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, oh my god! I've never felt that before. <laughs> and then the last thing on the list is shake it off. Taylor Knight plus dance party at Underground Arts uh, oh, on May twenty seventh. May seventh. That's well after the show. Though. That's Jose's birthday. That's why she's doing it. <laughs> Philly-based event promoter Riot Nerd wants you to shake it off with Taylor Swift night at the Underground Arts. The five hour party's wow. got all things uh, Swift. Wild. That think of all. The, think of all the the business being done that has actually nothing. Obviously that she's here, but it's not. Not, and none of these need to be sanctioned, right? They're all, they're just yeah, all, No, yeah. are you kidding? Yeah. Or you can go to Boutique on 30 in Downingtown tomorrow <laughs> at 5.30 and you can get your gift outfit. Oh. Ooh. Outfit. Is that where, where you're going to be? That's where I'll be. Okay, that's tomorrow? <laughs> yes. Are you going to shake it off? I, I mean, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just remarkable to me that she has three sold-out nights at the link, because that's it's seventy thousand, right? Yeah. Each night, and well, I mean, just to do that alone is impressive, and then it, it surrounds it. And not only that, the drama that surrounds the lyrics to her songs, yeah, and, and the people that get bandied about in the conversations of who this might are be you, about and what happened. Are you hating on Tay Tay right uh, now? No, 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 no. Oh, not, he's I'm pro not, Tay. I'm not. I'm not hating on it. I'm like, it's just. It's it's wild. It is, I'd it's rather really... insult the the mob uh-huh. than go. <laughs> Steve, Steve, I had the Tay Swift army. I know is ruthless. I shared an opinion, just an opinion, yeah. mind you, about the thing that happened with Scooter Braun a few years ago, and I was just trying to see it from that side of the fence. Boy, did I get assaulted oh, for that! Yeah. Wow. Forget, yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. I'd rather call the Medellin cartel a bunch of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're, what you're not doing. I'm not doing. Not I'm using that as a point of, yeah. <laughs> Hang on MS-13. Ryan, Ryan went to the candlelight show okay. uh, thing. So I guess this has been done before. Hi, uh, Ryan. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. You're on the air, bud. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so you were talking about the candlelight, and it, it's interesting because you were, you were wondering if they... You know, if this is just a Taylor Swift thing. And I actually brought my daughter 
and it was phenomenal. First off, the musicians are well-trained. I mean, from Juilliard and, you know, very good at their instruments. And they, they did a great, great job. It was funny. It was fun. We had a great night, and they do it for all kinds of bands, all kinds of covers, you know, Beatles and stuff, and they do it across the nation in lots of, of uh, cities. So it's great. So, so this is a touring group? Yeah. Um, yeah, what they do is they get local musicians from that city. Oh. So, like, if they're doing it in Portland, you know, they just get local musicians from there. And most of these musicians are in some sort of larger orchestra. And so you hold, you're, are you holding candles like at a, like a, a midnight vigil? mass or something? or? <laughs> no, but it's good. I mean, it, they literally okay. have thousands of candles surrounding you. It's a really cool okay. ambiance. It's fun to do it. Yeah, it's great to do it with my yeah. daughter. It's a good family. They don't do that for Richard Marks. Yeah. No, not anymore. Yeah. All right. Jeez. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, so that's on I, May 23rd. So that's after the fact. But. I guess it's good. <laughs> okay. Somebody said we should call it Kathy Swiftivities. Swiftivities. Oh, Kathy Swiftivities. <laughs> oh, man. Are you Swifty? I kind of want to steal the bracelet making, too. That's like, God, that's right up my alley. Yeah. I mean, everybody's already capitalizing on her stuff anyway. You might as well <laughs> get in on the steal. Oh, my God. I'm having a full body orgasm. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I, yeah, this is, uh, that's crazy. I can't think of anything in the past other than, you know, big sporting events that have taken place. When, uh, you know, uh, yeah. when any of our teams get close to a championship, then you'll start to see these pregame parties and things like that. But, exactly. Yeah. No, I've never heard of anything on Peripheral. an entertainment level from a, an entertainer, a concert, a band coming to town that that generated this much peripheral action. Yeah. Go ahead and shake it oh off, girl. Yes. <laughs> I remember when this song hit, you could not get away from this song. I couldn't yeah. tell you any of the current songs from her, but this song was just a massive hit. Absolutely. <laughs> so you just know that it's either about Jake Gyllenhaal or John Mayer. Yeah, I guess yeah. so, right? <laughs> John Mayer was with her, too? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Good, God bless John Mayer. Yeah, yeah that's just said. I'd love to spend an afternoon just smelling his fingers. Jesus. <laughs> the only thing that, that I, that I, and here I'm going to say something negative about, about Taylor Swift. Oh, no. Preston, no. I, 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 I do not do. endorse this. No, we, are, we have nothing to do with the statement you're about to hear. You are really on your like own, them. buddy. <laughs> on your own. The Preston Island over here. Go ahead. What'd you want to say? It was that day Preston realized he made the biggest mistake of his life. <laughs> <laughs> President at WMMR. I don't like the way she throws her head around when she's playing the piano. Oh my god! Casey's left the studio. We, uh, yeah, we need to go to another studio. I, never I, think, she, I think she overdoes. Nick, can you call Bill? Yeah, go Bill. <laughs> probably should get some security. <laughs> Listen, man, we're celebrating our 25th anniversary, and you guys yeah. now are gonna you're gonna abandon me. No, no, yes. You might want to call in the, the reinforcements on this one, Preston. Hey, uh, I'm going to go to, yeah, tonight at 7 o'clock, tonight at 7 o'clock, tonight at 7 o'clock, tonight at 7 o'clock. That's a distress call. Yeah. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Distress call. Oh, my God. Careful. Uh, one more time. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll tell you this. Uh, yes. She's, so she is a talented musician. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She's, she's super talented. Pretty phenomenal. You know, you know how you know? Like Dolly Parton has, speaks yeah. glowingly well, she, of. So I get that. Uh, it's it, it's not for everybody, but um, I forgot it was an earlier stage of her career. There was a like a like a heavy metal guitarist who uh, got on board as her touring guitarist. Oh, yeah, right. uh, in between bands. Um, yeah, so she has really talented musicians. She's obviously a very gifted songwriter. You can't you you can't do that. Mm-mm. By accident, you you know, I mean, that's crafted. She she makes sure that those songs are. She's got. A, she's a super talent as she, far as songwriting goes. Initially, more country. Was she was. Not? Yeah, yeah, very it's much. So so. Funny how he's kissing up now after he yeah. said. <laughs> what he said. Shut up! Mm-hmm. All I said was I don't like racist. He made a terrible mistake. She throws her pedal furiously, but the damage had been done. Throws her head around <laughs> when she plays piano. <laughs> I saw her sing the national anthem at uh, at the Phil's game in. 2008 at the World Series, and Matt Cord introduced her at a Sixers game. Oh, yeah. I think it was yeah. for the national anthem as well. Yeah, uh, and you and said she... her voice made Whitney Houston sound like Harvey Firestein. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, who is this? Carl Lewis? <laughs> uh, wait, I want to go to Lexi. I've already pulled Lexi up. Hi, Lexi. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Lexi? So I just wanted to call and say that I work at Bar 13 in Delaware, and we're known for like heavy metal, like alternative, like all like the hard rock stuff, and we're even having a Tay-Tay party. You're having <laughs> a Tay-Tay. So, what kind of party is it, Lexi? We're going to have Taylor Swift music, dancing, drink specials, all that fun stuff. Wow. So, so even, so, and you, you expect to get a turnout? Oh, definitely, yeah. Wow. Because we do pop music on like Tuesdays and like... So I think we'll still get a good turnout. Do you think that the metal and all crowd kind of uh, every once in a while has to will fess up and admit that they're Taylor Swift fans? Probably. I mean, maybe we'll even have some metal mixes. Who knows? That's yeah. fun. <laughs> right. Why not? That's pretty wild. All right. Well, good yeah. luck with that. Yeah, Thanks. it'll be on Friday, the um, June twenty third. All right. All right. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Bye. So these continue throughout the year. This is not just do. surrounding the right the show. You'd assume it's only during tax season. Hang on, I didn't get a chance to read all. It says uh, my fiance is a major Swifty and gets angry whenever I make anything close to a negative comment. She's camping out over the weekend at the link, and I said that her and the other Swifties are like juggalos with their dedication. <laughs> are. And he says the closest we were to breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Wow! Wow! I right, well, anyhow. Wow, it's a huge deal. Yeah. And if you have tickets, have fun. Yeah, yeah, if you were lucky enough to get tickets, Some and I hope you don't have to pay a gazillion dollars for them. All right, we need to take a break. We have a couple of guests coming up. We're going to talk to Henry Winkler. Yeah. And then right after Henry Winkler, Emilio Estevez. So Very cool. A couple of cool people. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we have a guest we're about to get on the line, and you know what's funny, what is poignant about our next guest is that I looked over to Marissa, who just had him on the phone, <laughs> uh, to see whether or not he was good to go or not. Right. You know what she did? What? She gave me the thumbs up. Yeah! Oh, hey! That just ties directly in. I did. Yeah. I didn't even put that together until the last <laughs> second. There, uh, he's a brilliant man. He's a very talented man, and uh, he is. I guess you know the final season, man. Wrapping it up, it's got to be a little bit bittersweet. We're talking about Barry, and we would like to welcome the one and only Mr. Henry Winkler yeah. to our program today. Henry, good morning, sir. You know what? I I have to tell you something. That was such a great intro. I am standing. <laughs> you just please stand have up. a seat. Have yeah, a we seat, love sir. that. No. Yeah. relax. You're hey, with friends, Barry. I wanted to ask uh, Barry. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Henry. I know what you meant. Yeah. I wanted to ask about Barry I'm and, and on Barry and the fourth of Sunday night at ten o'clock HBO. <laughs> the fourth yeah. and final season. Listen, I'm glad. Um, sometimes, uh, series can, can go too long. I like now that it's starting to be embraced that we have, uh, closure to, yes. to shows like this because, um, the, the writing and, and, and the storylines are usually top notch by the fourth, fifth season and, and it should end. How do you feel about that type of thing? Do you know what? I feel exactly like you do now. Okay. I am sad. I love these sure. people. I love this crew. Um, uh, Bill Hader and Alec Berg were amazing bosses. Uh, you know, Bill is a great acting partner. And, um, but it is time that the, the Alec and Bill both want to go on and do other things. Barry has done such dastardly things <laughs> to so many people. I don't know how he can go on. Well, you know, and. It- mm. The, the the whole mission, Bill Hader. Uh, we you know we were talking about you and your your incredible resume and and that you can do you know really compelling dramatic stuff. But uh, Bill Hader, man, he's he's been a. We always knew he was super talented, but I, I can see why he would want to go on and do different things. He was in the uh, the second It uh, movie, and he's done a, a couple of dramatic turns, and he's got the chops. It's it's got to be. He does. It's got to be cool does. seeing that, yeah. especially when you're on set with him and you're watching it. Now, remember, his dream when he came to Hollywood was to be a director. Mm -hmm. And it was a diversion that he went to Saturday Night Live. That was like an accident. So now he's back on track doing what he has really wanted to do all of his life. You know, it's... Like Ron Howard. They both knew early that directing was was their passion. 
You know, it's it's interesting you talk about, you know, um, where you end up, where you think you're going to be and where you end up. And, uh, you know, we've had you on before to talk about, you know, your your issues with dyslexia. And, and now yeah. you have written many books. You have your uh, your uh, memoir coming out being uh, Henry, the Fonz and beyond. Uh, and so, you know, it, it life does sometimes take you in different directions. Uh, what can we expect in the book, by the way? I want to make sure that people know that's you know coming what? out. I can't believe it. You got the memoir. Where I started being who I thought I should be and where I am now being who I am is quite a journey. Mm. And I wrote it and I was amazed. When Lynn Oliver and I write our children's book and the newest one coming out just before my memoir, it's called Detective Duck. Detective Duck. I like that. It's a little duck on a pond in New Hampshire. <laughs> when we write a book, we, we beat it out so that we know exactly where that book is going. And while we're writing it, it takes a turn to the left, a turn to the right, a turn upside down, and we just go where the story takes us. You've got to be open. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to talk. Uh, go back to Barry real quick uh, because, uh, hey, Henry, uh, my name's Casey, by the way. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> um, and uh, I've caught every single episode. As a matter of fact, uh, my 16-year-old son, uh, I, I before the four seasons started, I said, hey, listen, I need you to watch the, the first three seasons here because I think you're really going to get it. And he did. And so he watched all of Breaking Bad, all of Better Call Saul, El Camino. And I said, if you like that, I said, you're going to love Barry. I'm like, there's so many characters on this show that you're really going to love and identify with. So now he and I, are, we're all caught up. We, we watched the last episode on, on Sunday. His name? his name is Seamus. And, uh, Seamus, I, Seamus, I just want to say, you show great taste <laughs> when you're watching <laughs> Well, uh, I, I, I got to say, your character, like, you know, in just, you know, four short seasons has shown so many different layers. And I just, I cannot get enough of it. And, and, and how you showed up in this last episode that came out this past Sunday, I'm like, oh, my God. Henry, I, I don't know if you're underrated or rated perfectly, but, man, you're a really good actor. You know what? That's all I need. That is a great compliment. It was a dream when I was seven on 78th Street and Broadway in New York City. And here we are talking about it now. It's an amazing um, gift. Um, Henry, I wanted to ask, I, I read an article or an interview you had done recently, and you talked about being typecast as the Fonz, and, and uh, you're yes. you know trying to get out of that. At what point in, in Happy Day's arc did you realize that I may never be able to shake the Fonzie persona? It was only afterwards. It was afterwards, uh, okay. I literally thought he was so big yeah. in 126 countries. Yeah. I literally thought I have beat the system. And when the show is over, people said, he's a, he's so great, he's funny, he's a great guy, uh, but he was the Fonz. And that's when I started producing him. The first show I did was MacGyver. Mm. Whoa. And that was the first show I sold I remember on that. ABC. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, and you were producing on that. You know, But, uh, but yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, Henry, there was a movie you did years ago, uh, Heroes, um, an entirely different character than the Fonz. Yeah. Um, Preston and I are massive fans of Night Shift, in which you play the absolute yes. antithesis oh, just the of best. the Fonz. Yeah. You are so hilarious. And it, I, I mean, it was written by two guys who ran Happy Days. 
Lowell Gans and Babalu Mandel. And I love that movie. That was Ron Howard's first movie for a major studio. And he said, you can play either role. What do you want to do? I said, well, I've been kind of flamboyant at Fonz. I'm going to play Richie. Yeah. And so I chose Chuck. <laughs> I would love to see what happened to Chuck and Bill. And I know you don't need to, <laughs> yeah. you don't necessarily have to go back to find out what happened to these characters. But man, if you and Michael Keaton could work together again in those roles, it would just, because that was his breakout role. I mean, that's the thing that, that launched him. Yeah. yeah. We auditioned every young actor in Hollywood uh, together, Ron and I. And Michael was the last one within 30 seconds of him. Oak's mouth. I looked at Ron. Ron looked at me. And boom, we knew. Done. Henry, oh, uh, what a uh, talent. Yeah. What a talent. Obviously, uh, 2020 was a, a difficult challenge for a lot of people, but allowed me to uh, revisit Parks and Rec and Arrested Development. Do you have a preference? Because both of those shows are absolutely hilarious, but and they, there are similar tones, and you're great in them. Do, do you have a preference on either one of them? is I don't have a prince on the books that I write or the shows that I've done because I am so grateful and happy that I was there. And I'll tell you what is the similarity between both shows. I was only invited to be on a few episodes of each show. Yeah. And Arrested Development, I stayed for five years. <laughs> and uh, it just, you know, but uh, I was only hired for... Um, uh, on uh, Arrested Development, did you to work with Ron Howard at all? Because he narrates so much of it. No, no, no. It was his company, and he did the voiceover. Right. But uh, never, never, we never met gotcha. uh, on that show. But we are very good friends to this day. He's like my brother. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, Barry has brought you a lot of uh, great awards. You've won uh, Primetime Emmy. You've won two Critics' Choice Awards. You've been uh, nominated for several other ones as well. So... Yeah. Uh, this is this is one of your most successful roles, it seems like. Well, uh, you know what? I, it is it is really incredible. And I think to myself, I mean, I panically. <laughs> so what happens now? Right. Mm. I am a more mature gentleman. Um, and am I ever going to do anything as impactful well, as this incredible character and series? Well, the length and breadth of what you've done, and I mean, I, like, listen, there was an Adam Sandler marathon, and and you know the the stuff that you've done with Adam Sandler, those movies, he won the uh, the, the the Mark Twain Award, uh, or was, was presented the Mark Twain Award, and and you know, yeah. uh, every, and and you know, and everyone makes the case somewhere as long as you are entertaining people, which you have for so many years, obviously with a, a massively iconic character like the Fonz, but all of these different things, the fact that Preston and I, as we said before. Will every other day reference something from Night sh uh, Shift and 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 uh, you know other other films? Even uh, all that you've done, it all has been entertaining and valid. So I, I don't, you know, the, the impact is there. Well, yeah, I just want to continue until I can't anymore. <laughs> there you go. That's the key. Uh, well, we heard that That's you're my dream. you're going to be in Philadelphia on June second, and uh, Casey yes, says. Yes. Oh, okay. At so the Philadelphia, uh, at, at the convention center in Philadelphia, it's called the Pennsylvania Excellent. Convention Center. Yeah. And if you can and come you know by, Casey, Casey will buy you beignets. He said. <laughs> All right, and you know what? I'm I, I'm there. But I'll tell you that what this is a great thing about the the mega cons. You get to meet the people yes. who watch you because without them, you're not on the air. Yes, that's true. If they yes. Don't show up. 
you go home. Yeah. Henry, we know you have to. We know you have to run. And but you mentioned meeting people. Have you ever met uh, Emilio Estevez before? I sure have. Yes. Okay, hang on. He's on the phone right now. Let me get him on. <laughs> Emilio, you and Henry are on together. Henry Winkler. Emilio. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm well, man. It's so good to hear your voice. I, you too. And would you do me a favor? Would you give your family my warmest? I will indeed. I I, I talk to them every day, and, and uh, also congratulations. You have your film is um, is coming out again, isn't it? That's right. The way is back out in theaters uh, next week. Oh my God! Congratulations, and and Thank give you. a big hug to your dad. And that's why we're having Emilio on, Henry. I thought you guys probably yeah. had connected at one time or another. All right, Henry, we love you. We're going to let you go. We're going to talk to Emilia and we'll, Emilio, and we'll see you here on uh, June second, sir. I look forward to it, and thanks for the conversation. All right, we love you, Henry Winkler, yeah. guys. And now Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Sorry to, to blindside you with that, Emilio, but I, I figured you guys would probably know each other. But, you know, he's a very tough act to follow, so I kind of just need to hang up now. <laughs> no, we, we, we beg to differ. We actually, yeah. uh, Emilio, had you and your father in the studio when The Way first came out, and mm-hmm. I saw it back then, and I remember being blown away. I know I had known, that, you know, obviously that you were directing, uh, but this was such a, a personal movie, and then when, when uh, and such a beautiful movie, when Casey said you were, uh, you know, promoting it again and i'm like oh okay uh, so so on its new release this is a more this is a more robust release of the way correct it is and and you guys were part of our ridiculous tour mm-hmm. that started in on the west coast we got on a bus and we drove uh, for, uh across the whole country we did 35 cities over 50 days we on the bus my dad thought I was completely insane, yeah. and I said, we, this is a movie that we have to take to the people because, of course, you know, uh, our release was very limited. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, and it worked to a certain degree because I think people remembered our efforts, and, I, and, and the movie got this cult following after, after its release. But it didn't, you know, it didn't break any box office records, and, and, uh, but people began to find it on on streaming, they began to buy the DVD. Some people would buy 20, 30, 40 copies of it and give them out to friends. And so we knew that there was a desire to see this movie and enter Fathom Events. They knew that uh, the film had was off of all of the streaming uh, channels, and they said we had to see if you know if this would work in our in in our uh, the, the, how we how we distribute films. And it's a one night only in theaters on May sixteenth, but it's in about just under a thousand theaters nationwide. No, it makes it makes complete sense. And, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you what, Emilio, uh, uh, movies that are a little bit more inspirational, and and you know there there is there is an element of of um I I guess of of religion in it. You know, obviously because of the of the uh, the uh, Camino de Santiago and and all of the the right. that elements, but right. films that that just are are hitting on topics in a similar fashion are doing very well so i think this comes at a very good time because watching the movie it i it i think it can speak to just about everyone because it is handled it it's handled tactfully there are different people represented in it and and uh yeah i think it's a it's a perfect synergy at this time i think it's going to be very successful well thank you i i, I certainly hope your your lips to god's ears and yeah. I, I my my belief is that 
coming out of the pandemic, uh, where people are experiencing such loss and such grief. And we lost over a million Americans. Yeah. And I don't think we've properly grieved that loss yet. I don't think, I, I think it's a lot of it has been, you know, back to business as usual. And it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> hang on, man. Yeah. Uh, we have to take the opportunity to, to, and we have an opportunity to grieve, to, to, uh, you know, experience what that, what that loss was all about and what it meant to, to all of us. And the film addresses that. The film addresses loss and grief, and it addresses what is next and how we move on. And how we get to you know a place where we're you know where where we're where we're healing, and I, I don't think we've healed as a nation from all of that loss. No, frankly. and the movie does address that. Amelia, one thing that you could do during the pandemic is is spend time outside, right? So your movie, along you know with with your dad. And I also think about um, the Reese Witherspoon movie, Wild, which is based on a great book about a woman hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. Uh, it inspired a lot of people, including myself, to get outside more. And I'm curious as to whether or not you hear that a lot. Just people hiking just for the sake of hiking, com- communing with nature. That's right. And I, I think, you know, a Camino doesn't necessarily mean booking your Spain, walking 500 miles across. <laughs> right. Santiago. The, the Camino for a lot of people and, and a pilgrimage can be simply taking a walk around the park. Uh, for people who have uh, mobility issues, it could be simply going to the mailbox to get to the day's mail. I mean, it doesn't. It could be going to your neighbor's house to, to break bread and have a meal. Uh, it is. It, it, it Camino and pilgrimage are really about finding community because, mm. again, coming out of that pandemic, we are craving that contact. We are craving our, uh, anything that we can do to get out of the isolation that was. That was imposed on us. Well, you know, uh, characters. Here's here's the case, and you you also wrote the uh, the screenplay, and and the the characters. Um, sometimes in things like this, they can be grating and annoying, and 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 to your point that you just made, uh, because of the way you direct a movie and because of the performances, it you sort of are um, uh, corralled into seeing better aspects of these characters because we tend to kind of decide what someone is on an initial meeting and not spend some time with them and the very nature of the of the dynamic of the movie makes you stay with the characters and you begin to appreciate everyone in their own right indeed you do uh and and martin's character doesn't really you know he's not a warm and fuzzy guy yeah in the beginning he uh he we show little glimpses of his relationship with his son and it was not it was not a great relationship it was prickly uh, he didn't agree with his son's desire to go out and see the world, and and you know he was he was content being in his cozy isolation uh, with his with his golf buddies and and his his fellow doctors. So for him, uh, he had to you know it took the loss of the son to finally make that connection to him. Well, and and instead of meeting him halfway, he has to he has to go to Spain and then travel the entire Camino to discover who his son was. Mm. And isn't that sort of what happens to anyone who's not willing to meet somebody halfway, whether it's politically or or, or emotionally? Exactly. You know, any relationship. It's exactly. Like willing to walk halfway to meet someone, you have to be willing to cross that aisle, <laughs> as it were, to go meet them halfway, because otherwise, you're never going to find that that radical center, that common ground, that that where where there's some measure of agreement. 
I've said exactly what you just said countless times over the past couple of years, you know, because we need to find that in each other. It's important. The movie uh, beautifully uh, relays that, as you said, your your, your dad, your your son who's, you know, dies in the beginning of the film. The fact that he's completing what his son wanted to do, and that's the whole nature of the of this pilgrimage. And for whatever reason, you know, I think of anything we learned over the past couple of years is, is to it's okay to look within yourself, see how you can be better, see how you can understand people, and it's it's a real evolution as a writer and director because you you also did one of our favorite movies, Preston Men at Work, yeah, uh, and it's yeah. It, and I mean sure. you know that's that, that is I want to say that I, are you surprised because that movie which is Polar opposite is is a big cult movie now. You know, it just got a 4K re-release. Whoa! <laughs> I gotta get it. I'm a huge fan. Uh-huh. Well, and, and nobody nobody told me, so I'm a, I'm going through you know the internet and looking at the. You know, and <laughs> nobody <network>. told you. <laughs> 4K release, and you got to be kidding me. Why? <laughs> no, obviously the way, obviously, is, is the focus, but, you know, we there are those who love the, the balance of, of Men at Work as well. So you're, but the, the film really impactful. We, I, I, I hardly recommend it. We all do because it is, it's, it's definitely an important film to see. And congratulations on the, uh, the re-release. That's awesome, Amelia. Hey, thank you, thank you. And you know, we've added Rick Steves, the travel icon, to this uh, this new uh, edition. We uh, there at the end of the film. There's a 20 minute conversation about the the importance of travel, why we travel, the road is church. We talk about culture and 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 Spanish food and and family. And it's a it's a lovely addendum to the film that audiences will be able to see on on Tuesday. Very Excellent. cool. All right, thank you, Emilio. In theaters nationwide, May 16th. Emilio Estevez, with the way. Take care, sir. We'll talk to you another time. Really, is a, cool. a good. You know, a lot of times we have to review. Like they'll give a screener yeah. copies, and we'll be like, "Oh boy!" And I like, "Do I watch it so I have culpable or plausible deniability?" Right. And uh, and uh, I was touched by the the film. It is is definitely touching. Yeah, we we dove right into it without really setting up what the movie's about. But uh, yeah, Emilio and and uh, Martin Sheen they play father son. Yeah, you know, real life father son, and and uh, he's taking this pilgrimage, the El Camino de Santiago. Which is this uh, walk to discover yourself? People or, are doing it yeah. all the time. Yeah, and it's eight hundred kilometers. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And so his son goes to do it, and then he dies. And they're yeah. they're kind of estranged. They don't get along very well. And Martin Sheen goes to uh, to take the journey himself. So I'm getting a little teary eyed just yeah, thinking yeah. about it. To be honest, because there are countless. There, it's actually that's actually similar to countless stories of yeah. people who go and do it because it was a dream of a family member to yeah, do it and yeah. doing it in their stead. And that's, that's an amazing thing. So, yeah, it, well, it seems kind of, oh, is that, is that something that makes her good fodder? I mean, yeah, the, there's a lot of care taken with the characters. And if you're looking for a movie like that, this could be the one for you. Yep. There are three really long uh, through hike in North America, in, in the U.S. Uh, and through hiking is just you're going on the trail and really stopping. It's from point A to point B. It's not you're not going out and then turning around and coming back. Right. And uh, the Pacific Crest Trail uh, goes from the Mexican border to the Canadian border. Appalachian Trail goes from the middle of Georgia all the way up to Maine. And I'm forgetting what the third one is. Um, but... Uh, Andrea, my fiance, wants to do Pacific Crest Trail badly. It takes about six months to do it, <laughs> and um, and you can uh, you can do it section hiking. So yeah. you start and stop a few different places. Yeah. Uh, but I admire that about her. I, I don't know if I'd ever be able to do that long. Um, you know, certainly with this job, I wouldn't be able to. But I don't know. There's part of that that's appealing to me, and and yeah. getting away from 
pretty much everything for a long stretch of time yeah, to me is doable. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I would do the Appalachian Trail. I've talked about... <laughs> Kathy wants to go Nobody with Nobody caught yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I clearly caught it. Yes. <laughs> for a second. I'm still ball. <laughs> Kathy's into this? I'd love to walk for six months. Six <laughs> months. Yeah. Uh, no, but I would... Uh, I thought would the, I be able to crap outside? <laughs> thought about doing the Appalachian Trail, uh, but not all at once. You know, you can you can break that up into... Ten feet at a time. Yeah, ten mm-hmm. feet at a time. Well, actually, there's a documentary on... Uh, it was on Netflix. It's, uh, it's either called, like, Meant to be Broken or Made to be Broken, and it's about this guy who wants to break the world record for doing the Appalachian Trail. And... and uh, uh, you know, the question is, do you start in Georgia or do you start in Maine? You know, and, and I believe this guy started in Maine because... Uh, uh, but and, he thought it was Georgia. But he thought it was Georgia. <laughs> he thought it was in Portland, Georgia. <laughs> so he went north uh, into... I think he'd want to start in Maine at the, like, you know, in the heart of spring. And then eventually when you make your way south, well, yeah, I don't know how long it would can, take. You can start earlier in the year in Georgia and go north. Yeah. Um, so uh, okay, you, yeah. you have to wait until... Uh, longer if you start in Maine. You have to wait until later in, in the spring to be able to do it. Yeah, then. true. But you yeah. have to do all of, like, the White Mountains and, yeah. like, Mount Washington. You and what's like that's that. the hardest for the Appalachian Trail? What's P- that? Pennsylvania is the hardest. Why? And, uh, really? Do you know why? Because the uh, the soil is so rocky in Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah, 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 that's oh, right. Man. There it is. Uh, yeah. I, it's difficult because it's rocky here. Walk into that one. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier we were talking about one of my films called Victory, and I encourage you to see it. <laughs> It's hard on the knees. Yeah. Pennsylvania's hard on the soccer movie, Nick. Right. Yep. Uh, well, I meant the trail, but soccer. <laughs> soccer's also hard on the knees. But this dude does yeah, it so like. Soccer's always been hard on my knees. Yeah. <laughs> and your nephew. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but he ends up doing it in like 28. My niece. I my said nephew. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't get it. But he <laughs> ends up doing it in like 28 days or something like that, which so is long? insane. No. No, no. Guy. But you know, he, you need like uh, you know, you need an entire team of people that are there with, yes. you know, ref- like food. And- but in general, just hi- anything that can get you out—that's what I, I love about uh, hiking in general—is that for this, you know, and we all know, is that it, that uh, you're with yourself and you can you can pleasure yourself anywhere you want. Sure, anywhere yes. you want. Well, I just did it by that old tree over there. There was a text that says, "Nick, it is the Continental Divide Trail." There you go. Oh, yeah, that's that's yes. the third one. That's the longest of the three. That's, Where's that? Uh, wow. It starts uh, in uh, southern New Mexico, goes up through the Rockies. Uh, so they, yeah. oh, Jesus, come on! <laughs> Hello! Echo! Echo! Mickey! Bookie! <laughs> Those along you left that Adrian. Come on, man. man. I already said one dog. Okay. Waka waka. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> That's what I know, man. This tickets were slim. <laughs> what I meant to and say. I told her she was going to dub your hat if you want to get some muff. Oh. <laughs> Goes along the final divide. <laughs> Turns out Rocky's a complete, just, just predatory scumbag. Oh, God. That one's the longest of the three. It's, oh, it is. How long? 3,100 miles. Jeez. Appalachian Trail is about 2,100, and uh, the Pacific Crest, which is the one, one that I want to do, that's about 2,600. What's the longest Whoa. hike in the world? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I assume if... Well, if you would... Wow, 3,100 miles. That's insane. There's yeah. another documentary where this guy is trying, or actually a couple of people are trying to, and that's on Netflix as well, trying to hike the Colorado River through the Grand Canyon. Wouldn't they drown? No, no, no. Uh, not in the river, but oh, like okay. alongside, oh, the alongside. River, which, That makes more sense. makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so... But it's only like 270 miles, but it's really rugged, rough terrain. And they, so they start, 
And I think they make it just a few weeks, and they were like, okay, we, um, we're we not ready for this. And these people that are like, you know, in, in tip-top shape and stuff like that, and they were like, okay, uh, we need to rethink this and go back to the to the drawing board. The worst is when, so, uh, like, I've done a lot of the trails in the area, and then you'll get on one trail, and you're like, oh, I'm really, I'm good, at, I'm up to speed on this, and then you realize, wow, yeah. this is a little bit more vertical than I was <laughs> Right. I was planning on. Oh, when I did Mount Washington, and Nick, yeah. I, I, I give you all the credit in the world for doing Kilimanjaro and, and attempting Rainier and, you know, any of the uh, the, the 1400s and, or what, 14, what do they call those? The 14ers? And 14ers. Kilimanjaro. Because I did Mount Washington, which is like nothing compared to anything that Nick has done. And when I got to the trailhead at the bottom of the mountain, yeah. I was like, oh, this looks like uh, it sucks. And then uh, I started... And I expected there to be, like, some switchbacks and some yeah. things that were, like, you know, flat for it. No, it was just straight yeah. vertical for a, a mile st- uh, and, and change. And I was like, this sucks. Mommy. It, it, mommy, <laughs> please come and get me. All right. Mommy, I'm on a mountain. Please come get me. Nick found this. It's called the Great Trail. That's a great trail. Uh, formerly known as Trans Canada, the trail length is is the longest in the world. Yeah, sixteen thousand seven hundred and seventy seven miles. <laughs> All right. So how do you? I assume there's Canada. some weaving back and forth. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, but have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's not sixteen thousand miles across Canada. No. You definitely want to start in December, right? Yeah. You start in the dead of <laughs> September. Yeah. <laughs> The Great Western Loop in the United States is 6,875 miles. Yeah, I think that includes part of the Pacific Crest Trail. Wow, this is crazy. Well, what is it? The Guinness Book of World Record, would I That's a up? collection of stats. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, it says the, the I guess because it, it says the Pacific Crest Trail, but it says it's the uh, longest designated hiking trail. Yeah. So oh. I guess this is a lot of, like, off And a lot trail. of these trails, uh, they link up with other trails, and so they've, they've become um, right. longer as a result. Uh, you know, Appalachian Trail at, some, at one point was just um, a whole bunch of different hikes in different states, yep. and then eventually it got linked together. Interesting. It is. It but is. But you're right. Thing. As far as, you know, I, I did, I told you guys, I did my little walkabout. It was only for like a week, but, uh, you know, went to Yellowstone and, and Jackson Hole and all that stuff. It was pretty, it was cool being alone yeah. mm-hmm. for that yeah. amount of time and, and being in nature as well. You get used to, well, life is this and waking up and doing these things and worrying about that. And then you're out there. Uh, you know, and you realize, oh, everything goes on without you. you yeah. Know, it, it, yep. it, 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 it's really not concerned about what's up in your life. Right. And the world moves on, and then it, it gives you a contextual perspective. It does. Which right. you need an ointment to clear up. You have to be careful with your contextual perspective. <laughs> um, I, I would like to completely switch gears, and I want to mention something that I started to talk about yesterday. Yes. Oh, and yeah, had yeah, to yeah. stop. So we're going to go back to cookies for a moment. Uh, in just a moment, because I got this email from uh, Alex uh, Gasbaro. Alex! Uh, about uh, Pepperidge Farm. Yes. Uh, we were talking the other day about uh, the, the cookies, and we, it dawned on us that all the cookie names uh, were countries and regions Brussels. and things like that. Yeah, yeah. there was Brussels, Milano. Uh, what were some of the other ones? Chessman. Uh, Nantucket. Chessman. Montauk. All right, so... This was, uh, according to Alex, Alex says, when Pepperidge Farm was starting out, it was run by a woman, which was very unique for that time. Uh, She was very smart to go overseas to find different recipes to bring to America to compete with American cookie and cracker makers. That became her main strategy, to push her way to the American marketplace. And therefore, her fondness for cities abroad became a part of the company. She was very candid about this in an interview, Preston. 
I done passing Miss a lot. So she but, she liked Paris a lot. She goes on to say that uh, the goldfish cracker is yeah. a recipe that she bought off of a small European baker who made that recipe for his wife's birthday, and her birth sign is Pisces. <laughs> That's why it's a fish. Uh, so there is the cookie division of of beverage farming. We're talking about you know this particular story, but I I always like their. Cakes in the in the tins. You remember those, mm-hmm. Preston, right? Like the Devil's Food pepper Pepperidge Farm I don't remember, cakes. I don't remember Pepperidge yeah. Farm cakes. I remember, remember the commercial with the guy. Tins. Yeah, well, I remember the Pepperidge Farm yeah. commercials, but I was I don't remember what those were about. Pepperidge Farm Devil Food cake and all that. No, the tagline was Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I don't. And I don't remember. I don't remember where I live. <laughs> Norman, <laughs> I can't remember where I live. But Pepperidge Farm remembers. But I can't remember the number to call them. That's where I live. To find out where you live, get the address. <laughs> I'm lost. Wow, I didn't know Pepperidge Farm made all kinds of cakes. I'm, I was always familiar with well, the cookies. Kate, uh, Kathy, my... Well, now I'm looking at it. That was crack it. like me. Their devil's food cake. It was chocolate cake with chocolate icing. And it was it was actually in a tin where you'd take the cardboard thing off the top. And it was one of those ones where you felt you weren't eating the whole cake because you'd cut off thin lines of it. Mm-hmm. And like, See, that all sounds like Entenmann's to me. Yeah, they're similar. Very yeah, similar. Very, very similar. So I love Entenmann's yeah. as well. What, what are what are some of the flavors here? Oh, I was just looking up uh, the devil's food cake. Okay, some of them are uh, chocolate fudge, red velvet, yeah. lemon, fudge stripe, and rich golden. So, okay. it, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different ones. There was a Pepperidge Farm outlet near me. Uh, Did you go to it? Oh, dude, all the time. Yeah, because, I mean, we would get the you know, we had kids... And me, yeah. Uh, we we would get those giant boxes of goldfish, right. and I mean they're like what eight nine bucks a box. You know, eat them for for what a little a bit cheaper. What is a food outlet? It's it's oh, it was a Pepperidge Farm store. They only sold Pepperidge Farm. Did, but, but, so Kathy, there were so up in, in New York, it was cheaper. Um, and Entenmann's had the outlet right near me. There was a Drake's oh, outlet. There, are. there were um, and you would go and it, the whole it would be usually a lot of times it'd be a store connected to a factory. Yeah, uh, and so this was go, just in a strip mall, right? And it, it went but out is, of business. Is it is an outlet? Is there something wrong with the box? No, are the cookies misshapen. No, Mm-mm. so though no, just a dedicated that. store. There to was the a product. dead rat in each box. <laughs> yeah, but why would I don't understand? Why would they sell them cheaper then? They they were just shipping. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't well, know. because all right, so. You're not selling them to the supermarket at a minimum, and then them send. They're them, adding you know, ah, percentage. Yeah, then, I got you. Then okay. they have to up the price. Like a factory store. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah, of these cakes look good to yeah, you. I, you know what I do? I remember the coconut cake now. That was my favorite. That's right. I loved it. Boo! I know. Shut <laughs> up with your coconut. Cake. <laughs> Casey, there was an Entenmann's uh, store on Route 30 near Exton. You, did you ever go there? Do you ever see that? I never went and there. Steve, you've talked many times about like the smell going. Oh, oh my, oh my holy yeah. crap! And I, <laughs> I think it closed a few years ago, which just yeah. maybe sad. Man. And there was one. There's one on Henderson Road that not Entenmann's. Is it a Hostess uh, outlet? Oh, or, near King of Prussia. Yeah, yeah. I, is, where there, is that? Is there a, a Freyhofer? Freyhofer? The they also. They had a competitive... Now, Entenmann's wins always. Always. But uh, Freyhofer was sort of a competitor, and I believe they were more this area. Not that I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that I think so. I don't, I've don't. i never even heard... You never heard of that? Freyhofer? Yeah. I don't know that one either. Um, so, well, this is, How do you spell it? It's F-E-R-I Hoffer. Okay. Okay. Pepperidge in Downingtown, somebody texted. Oh, okay. Pepperidge Farm Place. Freyhofer's... Breads. Uh, well, you can Fry go to the Target. Fryhopper. <laughs> <laughs> they used to have one in uh, Fox Chase. There we go. 
right. Here we go. Have you seen these? Person, they also have their um, own version no. of chocolate chip cookies. Mm, it looks vaguely familiar. It the does. Italian bread does. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I gotta say, I love the uh, the art the artisan the bimbo. Yep. They put it out to the camp out. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, that's good artisan stuff. breads. Yeah. yeah, I love artisan. Love artisan. I love seahorses. <laughs> seahorses forever. Uh, seahorses forever. Little bags. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, I thought okay. I would just share that information. Thank you, Alex, uh, about the uh, the Pepperidge Farm. And I wish I had her name. I, I don't have the uh, the the creator's name of Pepperidge oh, Farm, it. but. It was uh, Margaret Rudkin. Okay. Yeah. Margaret Rudkin's been yeah. remembering for years. Oh, she was the first female member of the board at the Campbell Soup Company, which That's now right. owns wow. Pepperidge Farm. Okay. Oh, they, so over there, Kathy, at the Campbell's um, headquarters, they have a store within it that has all of a lot of talking about. Yeah, and they've got everything. As we said, Tim Tams, huh? which are huge fans of. Yep. <laughs> okay, uh, we should take a break because we have uh, money and tickets to give away with MMR's concert cash. So I want to break now. We'll return with that as well as we'll get into the bizarre file. And secret text word is uh, still up. We'll, we'll get a winner in a little while. Don't forget, uh, you can get a 90-minute float session and a 30-minute sauna session from Halcyon Floats, possibly. If you text in the word secret 39333, we'll find out if you win in a little bit. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon Bridge to the Beach, celebrating 51 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, June 11th for this family-friendly ride to save lives. All Team WMMR riders can now access group pricing for Team WMMR jerseys and other great cycling apparel from Volet and their Made in America. The first 50 team members that hit their fun Raising goal will get $50 towards their purchase thanks to our great sponsor, Tamman Inc., because everybody has the right to access information. Register to ride with Team WMMR. Get complete details at WMMR.com or text bike to 39333 for a link to the info. The ACS Bikeathon and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. MMR's Concert Cash. Here's your concert cash keyword. And the word is rich. R-I-C-H. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. You can do it through the contest page at WMMR.com via the MMR app or text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in this company-wide contest. And all MMR winners get two tickets to the MMRBQ Saturday, September 16th. Tickets are on sale now. Winners will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. For MMRBQ details, just text the word finally to 39333 for a link to the information. This is sponsored by Meineke, so let me give you that word again. It's rich. R-I-C-H. Enter it now or forever hold your peace. Now. <laughs> Hi, this morning is brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Make your deck or outside space a source of comfort and pride. Shop the Memorial Day sale at Sequoia Outback, Route 309 in Hatfield, or decksupplies.com. All right, so weird and uh, kind of a lengthy story. But All right. after her husband died last year, she wrote a children's book on grief, and now she's charged with his murder. Oh. Is that in the kids' book? Corey, yeah, actually, yes. Her murdering. Uh, no, they, oh. they, well, the, uh, the it's not in the, the kids' book. So. <laughs> okay, but there is, it is with death. There is a kids' book. So. Okay. 
Corey Richens was arrested on a law and is accused of charge in charging documents of poisoning her husband Ooh. with a legal dose of fentanyl at her home in Kamaz, a small mountain town near Park City. Uh, the victim told a friend that he thought his wife was trying to poison him at one point. Prosecutors alleged Richens called authorities in the middle of the night March of uh, in March 2022 to report that husband Eric had uh, was cold to the touch. And the mother of three told officers she had made her husband a mixed vodka drink to celebrate him uh, selling a home <clears throat> and then went to soothe one of their children to sleep in the bedroom. She later returned and uh, found, found her husband unresponsive and called 911. A medical examiner later found five times the lethal dosage of fentanyl in his system. In addition to the murder charge, uh, she's also facing charges involving the alleged possession of GHB, uh. a narcolepsy drug which is used in recreational settings, including in dance clubs. Yes. Uh, detectives is said, that Molly? They, I'm no, not no. sure. Uh, no, Casey says. Uh, detectives said they found evidence that Richens had communicated with a person who had previously been charged for possession of a controlled sub- substance. Uh, Richens reportedly texted this person to ask, for some prescription pain medication for an investor uh, who had a back injury, and she was later given hydrocodone pills. About two weeks later, uh, she said the investor wanted something stronger and requested some of the, quote, Michael Jackson stuff. Propofol. But actually asked for fentanyl. Oh. Three days after Richens allegedly procured the fentanyl, she and her husband had a Valentine's dinner. She became very ill. Uh, Eric believed this, according to a... he, He told a friend... He said Eric believed that he had been poisoned, and he thought his wife was trying to poison him. Uh, the charges come two months after Richens appeared on local television to promote a book called Are You With Me? A picture book that she wrote to help children cope with de- the death of a loved one. <laughs> and she had called her husband's death unexpected and described how it sent her and her three boys reeling. For children, she said, grieving was about making sure that their spirit is always alive in your home. Uh, the dedication section of the book reads, "Dedicated to my amazing husband and wonderful f- and a wonderful father." Can't wait and to kill you. She is the one who's being accused of his murder. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how this case pans out, but it's looking um, pretty bad for her. We're looking at a Dateline special here. Clearly, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, two paramedics who mistakenly pronounced a Clearwater man dead back in February have been fired. Uh, fire rescue chief Why did you say I was dead? Scott Ellers said the two medics failed their oath of office, the patient and the citizens of Clearwater. <sighs> On February 15th, uh, Phoebe Maxwell uh, found her 66-year-old father Thomas on the floor. Axel said I started CPR immediately, called my mom and 911. Or my mom called 911. And the department uh, said the fire medics, Jacob Rivero and Sebastian Pickens, responded to the home when the EMTs got there. She said, they told me that you could stop doing that now. And I said, no, I'm not going to. He's not dead. The chief said the call was upgraded to a cardiac arrest, which would have brought more life-saving resources. Uh, and Rivero and Pickens instead pronounced Thomas Maxwell dead. That's then crazy. notified law enforcement and went to another call. So there's a guy there saying, no, he's not. <clears throat> yeah. Now, the chief said Rivero and Pickens should have reassessed their initial findings. He added this was not a training or equipment issue. Uh, despite her father making progress uh, in his health, Maxwell said she's lived in agony since February. She said there was just no compassion, no empathy. They just didn't care. If you have a job like that, you're supposed to care. <laughs> you're yeah. a rescue worker. Yeah. An Australian snake catcher was called out to a vacation resort to relocate a venomous snake that was sucked up into a vacuum cleaner by a panicked holiday maker. Drew Godfrey of uh, Harvey Bay Snake Catchers 
said he received a call from a couple who spotted a snake in their unit uh, in Queensland at a resort. And the husband called back a few minutes later. He said he called back quickly, saying, not to worry, I, my wife vacuumed it up. Oh my God. <laughs> he said, Where I explained. Where the hell am I? I explained that they are protected species, and it would be cruel and illegal to leave it in there. And they understood and were happy for it to come out. Godfrey posted a video on Facebook showing him removing the snake. How big was the snake? A mildly venomous yellow-faced whip snake from the vacuum cleaner's reservoir. I don't know. Probably smaller, right? Godfrey said yellow-faced whip snakes are often confused for the more dangerous eastern brown snakes. Uh, But he said whip snakes are only mildly venomous. A Victorian man who made headlines after being rescued from a stolen boat that was sinking off Oregon has been charged with a misdemeanor in connection with another incident. So this is kind of a follow-up. Jericho Wolf Labonte was charged with criminal mischief in the third degree on Tuesday. He's also accused of leaving a dead fish on the porch of a house in Astoria, Oregon in February. That property, a landmark in the town, was featured in the 1980s film The Goonies. Interesting. The offense is punishable by up to 30 days in jail and fines of over $1,200. At the time, uh, the police chief, Stacey Kelly, said... Uh, a video post online shows a man as he puts a fish on the porch. I left you a fish. Covered the security cameras with stickers and then danced around the property <laughs> and the property next door acting really odd. Yeah. Two days after the fish incident, Labonte was rescued by the Coast Guard off the coast of Oregon. Authorities received a mayday call from a yacht that was floundering in the surf. As rescue crews neared the vessel, it was struck by a 10-meter wave, causing the boat to roll over and throwing Labonte into the rough water. He was pulled to safety and flown to uh, the base and then taken to a hospital. Is my fish all right? The yacht had been stolen, and police in the story recognized Labonte as a man from the fish video. (laughs) I remember this story as it was unfolding. Yeah. Yeah. Labonte is being tried separately for the boat incident and the fish incident. <laughs> He's been charged first degree theft, second degree criminal mischief. And authorities have previously said that Labonte was in the U.S. illegally as well. And there you go. It's got some problems. I think we can end it right there. That's the last story in your bizarre file. All right. You got uh, roughly five minutes left to enter the word rich. That is our uh, MMR concert cash keyword. So the word is rich. Enter that now. And if you've already done it or after you're done with that, we need to get a winner for the secret text word. Mm. So we need a number. Caller, Kathy. What's it going to be, boy? <laughs> yes or, or no. no. Let me sleep on. 13. All right, call it 13. 215-263-WMR. If you know it, then you win the prize when you call in with that keyword. We'll give a random texter while we're breaking as well. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR? Ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding! Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we got things to do and people to talk to. First, I want to talk to right now is Megan. So we're going to go to Megan. Hi there, Megan. Are you there? I am. Excellent. Uh, Megan, we were looking for the $13, and that just so happens to be you. But we need a secret text in order to give you a prize. What is it? Saltine. Saltine, yeah. yes. Yeah. For Halcyon Float. That is absolutely correct. Hang on just a second, Megan. We are going to give you a 90-minute float session and 30-minute sauna session at Halcyon Floats. And you can give mom the gift of relaxation this year with a float and sauna session at Halcyon Floats, Philadelphia's premier float center. Float stress and pains away. With the deepest level of inner peace and relaxation there is halcyonfloats.com. Relax, recover, reset. They've been around for a long time now. Remember Absolutely. when we first found out about them? Oh, yeah, yeah. We went by there for a float. That was years ago, so I'm happy that things are still going well for them. And we want to congratulate our random texter, Rob Walsh of Moorestown, New Jersey. So nice. we give him the 90-minute float and the 30-minute sauna session from Halcyon Floats, and that's spelled H-A-L-C-Y-O-N Floats. Dot com. All right, we're going to give away something else via the lesson question. We prepare tickets to see Chris Delia, who is going to be performing December 2nd at the Academy of Music uh, Kimmel Center. And the question that we're going to go with, yeah, I think it says, what is my distress call? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Actually played during the clips earlier this morning. Uh, but it's a it's a discred- distress call that you will hear. It's kind of uh, cryptic in nature. Yes. Uh, but if you heard us talking about it earlier this morning, uh, then you know the answer. Call right now. We'll see if you get through and get the prize. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by PGW. Improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with a PGW Energy Sense rebate up to $1,400 in savings. With new home heating equipment, you can learn more at pgwnggsense.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Miami Bialik's sitcom, Call Me Cat, has been canceled after three seasons. Series producers issued a statement saying, Call Me Cat has become more than a TV show for us and is now a tax write-off. Oh, my God. During an interview on the UK's The Talk, Sharon Osbourne reveals she lost 30 pounds on Ozempic, but says she had some pleasant side effects. Sharon says she did suffer from occasional nausea as well as a few instances during which a thick fountain of blood blew out of her ass. And finally, rapper Doja Cat has debuted a huge tattoo of a bat skeleton across her back. Doja Cat has also begun dropping hints about the tattoo's hidden meaning, revealing she was totally hammered. (laughs) (laughs) On IT, we will see... Wow, that was... Okay. All right, we'll see if we get an answer to the uh, lesson question, what is my distress call? Two one five two six three WMMR, and we will go to Jeff. Stephen, answer. Yo, Jeff. Yo, what's up, Preston? Uh, Jeff, we're looking for the answer. What is my distress call, please? 
It is tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Yes, he did it twice. Well done, Jeff. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. All right, Jeff. <laughs> Hang on the line, bud. You I love that it's pitched up a little bit, too. Got yourself a pair of tickets to see Chris Delia, and it will be December 2nd at the Academy of Music Kimmel Center. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. As seen on Whitney, Comedy Central, Showtime, Netflix, and more. Tickets are on sale now via etix.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I brought to you this morning by Coors Light. You can join the Preston and Steve Show live from Keenan's in North Wildwood Friday, May 26th for the official opening of the Jersey Shore. Be there starting at 6 a.m. It's brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill down the shore. A Los Angeles judge has dismissed most of Marilyn Manson's defamation lawsuit against Evan Rachel Wood, including claims that Wood, quote, recruited, coordinated, and pressured women to make false statements about the musicians uh, using a checklist and a script, and claims that the actor forged a letter from the FBI. Uh, The judge cited California's anti-slap statute in the ruling, a law that protects individuals' freedom of speech. Uh, Judge Teresa Baudet... Ruled based on the foregoing, the court does not find that plaintiff has demonstrated a probability of prevailing on his IIED, which is an infliction of emotional distress, claim based on Wood recruiting, courting, and pressuring multiple women to make false accusations against Warner and to be part of the film project of their film project. Uh, the case will go forward with the remaining allegations not struck down by the judge. So that part of it is over. Yeah, we'll see how this all plays out because there are a couple of cases uh, pending against him. Yep. Uh, so Wood's attorney said that they are very pleased with the court's ruling, uh, which affirms and protects Evans' exercise of her fundamental First Amendment rights as the court correct found plaintiff failed to show that his claim against her had even minimal merit. Uh, so it was back in 2021 that Wood accused Manson of grooming and abuse. And he failed to prove how can she slap. How can she slap. Uh, Imagine Dragons showed support for the striking riders in Hollywood by performing some of their biggest hits for picketeers outside of Netflix headquarters in Los Angeles on Tuesday. So they put on like an impromptu concert. Yep. TMZ reports lead singer Dan Reynolds and guitarist Wayne Sermon brought a couple of microphones, a speaker uh, for the acoustic set that features songs like Radioactive and Whatever It Takes. So they just went out and entertained them a little bit. Listen to this. Dolly Parton is going to release her star-studded rock star album November 17th. And the story goes that uh, Parton, who was feeling self-conscious after being inducted last year into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and initially asked to be taken off the ballot, accepted the honor and promised to finally record her first all-out rock collection. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, and here, So I have the people that are on it yeah. and some of the songs. I'll, I won't go through the whole track listing, but some of it. Uh, rock star featuring Richie Sambora, Every Breath You Take featuring Sting. Wow. Open Arms featuring Steve Perry. Perry Jr. on Open Arms. Yep. Magic Man featuring Ann Wilson and Howard Lees. Uh, Long As I Can See a Light featuring John Fogarty. What a great song. Wow. Uh, I Want You Back featuring Steven Tyler with Warren Haynes. We want you back. She's doing a cover of Purple Rain. Uh, She's also doing Baby I Love Your Way with Peter Frampton. I Hate Myself for Loving You with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Night Moves featuring Chris Stapleton. Keep on Loving You featuring Kevin Cronin of uh, Mario Speedwagon. Speedwagon. Heart of Glass featuring Debbie Harry. Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me featuring Elton John. 
She's doing Stairway to Heaven with Lizzo and Sasha Flute. Wow. Which is interesting. Huh. Uh, We are the champions. Uh, She's doing Bygones with Rob Halford, Nikki Six, and John Five. How many songs on this? A bunch. Blue Deers with uh, Simon LeBon. What's Up with Linda Perry. Uh, You're No Good featuring Emmylou Harris and Sheryl Crow. Heartbreaker featuring Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo. Bittersweet with Michael McDonald. And Let It Be... With Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Peter Frampton, and Mick Fleetwood. Also, one last one, Free Bird with Ronnie Vincent, Gary Rossington, Artemis Pyle, and the Artemis wow. Pyle. Well, she certainly has <laughs> dove in. That's amazing. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, I'm excited about it. All right, and then one more thing. I think we have a clip of this, uh, Casey. This was uh, Steven Tyler, and he was talking to... Um, it's a little video they did with... Uh, uh, Black Rose, uh, yes. Chris Robinson, Chris Robinson, and okay. so uh, he uh, in, in the video, which is uh, delightful. Uh, it's a uh, the, the situation is uh, Steven Tyler's reconsidering the name of the tour. All right, which is the Peace Out tour. Right. All right, here we go. Hello, Chris Tyler here. I know you know this tour is going to be the stupidest, craziest thing ever, but I'm not so sure about Peace Out. I think we should call this tour Aerosmith and the Crows, Wings O' Plenty. Why don't we call it? Wings across America. Feathered feast for the ten-headed beast. Come on, you know you like that. The crows may crow, but the hens deliver the goods. <laughs> brothers in arms. Well, brothers in arguments. Arrow, Swiss, family, Robinson. I need to hear you come up with a few. There's a writer's strike. You expect me to come up with all these on my own? Nice. So they're just playing around with it. Was Chris even in that video? He is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yep, nope, the Peace Out Tour is what it's going to be, and that's all there is it's to gonna it. It's going to be a tough ticket. A yeah. lot, lot of demand for this. Yeah, most definitely. And it opens in Philly. The yes, first, it does. The first day this year. Yeah, that's exciting. All right, next last item in music news. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll wrap up the show. We'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, and then we'll turn it over to one and only Mr. Pierre Robert. Stay with us. WMMR presents the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 16th, two locations in Oaks at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center or South Philly at the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Sign up now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt, a window nation tote bag, ever fresh juice, and our sincere thanks for making a real difference in our community. Appointments are required, so secure your preferred time today at WMMR.com. The 18th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. It's a good-looking day, 74 degrees, sunshine all day long, 81 and 90 tomorrow, and partly cloudy, and 86 on Friday. Which will be no sad bro whatsoever by the time we get to that. Yeah, we're inching up on that. Today's been a very fun show. And I'd like to thank uh, all those involved. Uh, A couple of guests we had on the program. Henry Winkler. Uh, was on to talk about the show Barry, and it's coming to a close. Uh, Sundays, it's the final season. Sundays, 10 p.m. on HBO and streaming on HBO Max. So very cool to talk to him. By the way, when is HBO Max turning to just, oh, Max? Next, uh, this month, May. It's called. Ma- it's going to be called Max, just right? Just that, yeah, changing their logo, the whole nine. Uh, crap, crap. I watch so many shows on that. Now. I know. Yeah, the majority of my shows yeah. watch on HBO Max. So I'm, and there's going to be even more, because they're, they're partnering with, or they're taking over other yeah. 
Thank groups you. or whatever it is. But anyway, I'm just sure that whatever it is, I'm paying three hundred dollars more than I need to sure. be. Yeah. yeah. And thank you to Emilio Estevez. Hey. His movie is called The Way. It came out um, thirteen years ago, and uh, it's uh, it's become a kind of a um, an underground success. And they're they're going to give it the full uh, uh, in theaters treatment May sixteenth. Participating theaters and tickets at uh, Fathom Events. .com, so it was cool to talk to him. He's a nice guy. Pierre Robert is here. Didn't you have Martin Sheen in to talk about that movie? And yes. Emilio and, together, okay. yeah. Yeah. That was pretty uh, pretty special. Yeah, that was really two cool. Of them in this room yeah. uh, where I sit right now, not worthy of sitting in the same seat <laughs> that Martin Sheen sat in, but there it is. There it is. Well, well you're cool. sitting in the Emilio seat. So oh, you're okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I feel better. <laughs> is there a Charlie Sheen seat? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. By the way, the um, Discovery Plus and uh, HBO Max merger thing, that's going to be on May 23rd. Oh, I'm on Discovery Plus a fair amount. I'm on Paramount a fair amount. There's uh, Hulu. Uh, I've an HBO Max. Uh, yeah, you, you sort of, you you vacillate in and out of these various services. Does that mean, does that mean I'll get like the Discovery ID thingy? Yeah, you should. Ooh. Yes. Okay. And there's some good stuff on it. I yeah. had to, it seems like you have to join a new network every new show you want to watch yeah not only that there's sometimes within the same show where you have to join a different network to watch the next 10 minutes so it's (laughs) it's no that's how bad it's gotten when it's all said and done and the dust is settled i'm going to examine exactly what i have and what i (laughs) need to have and what i'm replicating i have paramount to see star trek yes i had to get disney to see star wars right um i've got netflix and I've got Apple, Ooh. no, Amazon, Okay, to see some of my detective shows, but now I can't make it work. <laughs> and it's telling me I have to join again. Oh, you're, And I'm already a member. Uh, well, your Prime membership should renew automatically, and that's how, that's how you get your... your, your Prime... But uh, I know what you're saying. When you, sometimes if you go on a streaming app and it will say, you know, log... Yeah. It won't even say log in. It'll say sign up. Right, like that's what it said. Don't sign up. I already have an account. I've had that happen with some before. And then you have to dig around in some of the menus before you find the actual login, which should be right on the old. It's a scam. But uh, Apple has that issue. I've had that issue with them before. Do I have to sign up again? Just log in. No, you need to log in, but sometimes you can't find it. It You let me log in. You got to dig around a little bit. Okay, I'll I've been sign my ass. I'll borrow your <laughs> shovel to, to start digging. <laughs> to, to start digging. Okay. Yeah. All right, um, we're going to dig into your mind for a letter. There's trouble. Yeah. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by Letter. Oh, as in operator. All right, going to give away on Friday four-pack VIP tickets for the 2023 Ardmore Outdoor Spring Beer Festival this Saturday, May 13th at Shuffle Plaza. VIP tickets include an hour pre-fest indoors at Ardmore Music Hall hosted by Pierre Robert and ticket giveaways for the Hooters sold-out show that weekend. Uh, the GA portion of the day is 1 to 4 p.m. Live music and a 50-plus craft brews, 21 drink, all ages to hang. Tickets are on sale now, and you can text BEERFEST to 39333, and we will send you a link to all of the information that's out there. That's all this weekend, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, beautiful day. What's going on on the show today? Well, three more opportunities over the day for concert cash and MMRBQ tickets. Uh, noon is the first 
3 will be the next one at 5 o'clock this afternoon. Also, we will have uh, Bruce tickets to give away, which is very special. We've got cool work for us block, Shine Down Bush. And for uh, Paul Hewson's birthday, we're going to do a block of the Paul Hewson band. <laughs> the uh, Paul Hewson <laughs> band. Yeah. So, uh, some people call them you too. Yes. Right. Yes. All right. Should be solid. Let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. And also brought to you by Meineke. Uh, for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care right. Uh, tomorrow on the program, eh, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, no. Oh, okay. No. Nope, you just tune in. And Dirty dog. Find out what happens. But uh, don't forget that tonight. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, game. Bye-bye. Tonight at 7 o'clock, tonight at 7 o'clock. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.